when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Internet, welcome to Waypoint Radio, our special 2019 E3 day negative two special, special. We've been fighting with the USB hub for the last 45 minutes, and let me tell you something, we only knew it was the USB hub for the last 15 of them. That hasn't stopped us. Kato thought it was his feet. Kato thought... No. Him. Legitimately, he was wrapping the feet. his... Careful how you. I know I can't. I just the feet were notes. related to the USB hub. I thought I was knocking a cable that was knocking into the USB hub. This is true. I'm gonna get chat up. Great. Over here, uh, but we're gonna have how some good games. Is, how good is the microphone on that phone? Not good, presumably. <laughs> when okay. you're here, I am here. And when you're here, you're your family. family. When you're here, you're family. Uh, that's what they say. <laughs> Classic waypoint phrase. <laughs> that is what they say. Here we go. I pulled it up. I now have chat up here. Great. It's the right way, honestly. And then uh, I got my notes to talk about video games right here. So we are in Los Angeles, California. As far as I know, <laughs> Tinseltown, Hollywood, the, the bl- Big Apple, <laughs> City of Angels. Uh, and we are here to see some video games, but in truth, the video games started happening before we even got here. <laughs> I thought oh, you were going to say, in truth, the video games are here to see us. <laughs> <laughs> the games, listen, we're the draw. Video, video games love us so much. Um, things started popping off while we were still in New York, while you were still in Chicago, while you were still in New England. And we, Massachusetts is specifically where. Well, the, the capital of New England. <laughs> Ooh. Spicy. Uh, and uh, I just want to like catch up on that stuff because if we don't, then we'll never get to it because I was going to say we have a very busy E3 ahead of us. But actually, I think the story of this E3 is going to be how slowly paced it is compared to past ones. There are days where I have like one or two appointments and normally I am like booked to the gills with appointments. And so like... It's part of the reason for that is a lot of the stuff that has hit over the last couple of weeks is stuff that would have been at E3 normally, right? We talked about this last week, something like Death Stranding. In general, not having Sony appointments has freed up seven or eight hours for me. Yeah, because like their appointments usually it's a it's a full hour presentation. Yeah, a lot of times you have an interview booked after that, so it's a full ninety minutes. Plus, in their little section where they would normally have uh, their little presentation booths, there'd also be like six different games that mm-hmm. like aren't on the show floor they're like oh like you want to play horizon zero dawn like that's not on the show floor Spider-Man? but you, you can you wanna... sit here and play this right. and so you could like spend a whole afternoon in like <laughs> like like a spot that's just four conference rooms and right six tvs right and so i think without that 
it's going to that already is going to change the feel of E3. We talked about what the show floor looks like in terms of the layout already. Um, but and in terms of like like this generation exclusive games, right? Sony like Microsoft is more or less punting to next gen, right. and Sony has you know uh, uh, you know Ghosts, Last of Us two, yeah. and uh, uh, and Death Stranding, and like those are three major games that are not here that are not here that we definitely would have made time to see, yeah. right? And so the stuff that like other stuff that isn't on the show floor, but seems like it's super important. Uh, a lot of those things had press conferences this past weekend or this past week, rather. So I think I guess the first one was was Pokemon first, Kato. No. What yes. Was, yes. Pokemon was Thursday, right? Yeah, Pokemon was Thursday. Pokemon Sword and Shield. Rob, you're giving me a look like you hate a Pokemon. No, look. I, did I say anything? Did I say anything at we, all were, about? We, we like, worked closely. Twee, obnoxious little Pokemon who are like blatantly manipulative. I can't believe this. I we learned that Sobble has a special ability. Did you see that? Oh, I think I can already guess Sobble's special ability. <laughs> what uh -huh. is it? It's disable your high fa higher faculties. <laughs> That's accurate. <laughs> That's what it does. Ah! It makes you cry. That's literally the thing it does. Yeah. Imagine it's tears. It, <laughs> it makes the the thing is like it's more effective than an onion at making people cry. Yeah. Is literally its special ability. So definitely a good guy. He's <laughs> <laughs> um, just trying to survive in this world, it's okay? True. It's true. Kato Rent's too high. <laughs> the economy. <laughs> the economy's terrible. Sobble's here to let the truth out. Look, Sobble is in deep to Tom Nook, and there's, <laughs> there's no getting out of it. So, uh, I watched that trailer for Pokemon Sword and Shield. Yeah. It seems like a Pokemon game. Yeah, it's there's good. There's sections where you're like third-person camera out in the wilds, capital yeah. W. There's that's some, new. That's new. Yeah, you never had a th uh, camera, third-person camera in a... Uh, well, well, technically. Right, I know what you mean. You, you do like an over-the-shoulder over style. Over-the-shoulder style. You can turn it around 360, right. look in any direction. Right. Um, and part of the reason that's interesting is that they're, the Pokemon are no longer just... Like Pokemon Let's Go, they kept this one feature in, which is Pokemon physically appear in the world. Right. right. Before, in all the other Pokemon games, you would have to walk in long grass as a random encounter. Right. Now you can see them running Same thing around. here? Same all thing through here. the whole game? Yes. Interesting. Okay, um, I missed that somehow. The only difference is that there is also this secondary thing where if you sneak in tall grass, you'll see an exclamation point of a Pokemon like being startled that's been hiding. Okay. You can like walk over there. And like catch it and there. And catch it there. Okay, so it's a little um, halfway, a little, little yeah, A, a little the, bit of B. Like, you'll find rarer stuff there, but you'll see most of, more of the common stuff, you know, just walking around. Right. Living their lives. The bigger thing hmm, is that they get big now. Yeah. The Pokemon get big. Pokemon big. Did you see this? <laughs> why are they... Dynamaxing. Why they get big now? Dynamax. Because because What's... you Because when you make Pokemon battling a sport and you think... Shit, you know, the ratings haven't been as good this year. What do we do to up the ante? We make them the size of the fucking stadium. Yeah, but how are they <laughs> how are they getting big? Are they giving them pills? Science. PGH. Oh. It's <laughs> a fucked up world, man. I don't, Detective wait, Pikachu hold is on. I have a mm -hmm. question. Yeah, uh -huh. please. I thought the Pokemon always got bigger as they leveled up. That's an no, evolution. Yeah. You don't understand. This, don't understand. Size. this is I think wish. about a Pikachu. Yes. How big is a Pikachu? 
You could kick it, right? Show us with your hands. How <laughs> big is a peak? Yeah, there's a camera. Like there's a camera. How, is, how like, big is a like peak? Knee high. Yeah. Yeah, that might be big. What about a Pikachu that's three stories high? Huh? That's big. That's a big Pikachu. Is that still a Pikachu? It is. It is. In this it's case. a Dynamax. It's not Pikachu. a Raichu. No, that's in that's this not. Case. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds more like a Chinese myth dragon to me. <laughs> I don't know shit about Pokemon. Sherlock is all those guys. Um, it is. Uh, they're just bigger. It just makes them like kaiju sized. Yeah, okay. and they're like doing. It makes them look like Yu-Gi-Oh like summons. Yeah, almost, the, like that yeah. scale. Yeah. Sorry, I know okay, you're. Does it actually do anything? Yes. Or yes, is yes, the game yes. self making a comment? They hit. They hit about, big. Okay. They hit big. They big, oh. they hit harder. Uh, you can only do it once per battle, and it's only for three turns of your battle. Right. So it's about deploying it strategically when you want to do it. Also, there's Dynamaxing, Dynamax wild Pokemon that are act as raid battles. Dynamax. Right, that's the wildest bit. It's like you're four-player, four-player? Four-player raid Raids battle. against giant. Pokemon that are like permanently giant. Yeah. So... I so know, gotta, gotta kill him. So shadow of the yeah. Pokemon. Wow! Yeah. Look, at, look at this big Pokemon. Gotta better, go. Better. <laughs> gotta kill them all, Pokemon. Uh, yeah. <sighs> so that's neat that there's like a new. That's a yeah. player component that's never been into the game. Mostly it's versus stuff. So right. something Still cooperative nothing about is that other game from them, right? What was Game Freak. They're making something else. Oh, like a yeah. different game. That's not yeah. Pokemon. No, the, with the Village game. No, that's that's Town? level five, isn't it? Or is that Game Freak? You're right. That is, no, game, that Town. is game Freak. Town. Town. I bet we see that. I bet we see that tomorrow or uh, whenever the when's the Nintendo Direct? Monday. Monday. Yeah. Tuesday? Uh, no, Tuesday morning. Right? Is Nintendo Direct? Oh yeah, yeah, right. So Day Tuesday morning. One yeah. Morning, I bet we see that thing. then. I'm super curious sense. to see what that is. Me just too. because as someone that like loved Pokemon when I was in middle school, I'm not using that as a drag for people that like Pokemon. I just sort of like. Played a, like four of them in a row. Yeah, and was sure, like, sure, cool. Sure, I'm sure. good. Like yeah. these games are mostly the same. I but I like a lot of their approach to game design. Right. I yeah. just wanted them to do something different. Totally. So I'm super excited to see. Even what they this do Pokemon town. game is like different enough. It feels like that if you haven't touched. It's the one first in a one while. where I thought about like like I tried just to get back into one like two iterations ago. And right. Was like, nope. This is still the. It's this still is the same the, yeah. Thing. Like there's like. T- tweaks to battling or whatever or there's some new Pokemon that are weird and you haven't seen before but this like the dog really with a sword feels... in his mouth well no this one I'm, I'm saying oh, is yeah. actually different in the ways that you interact with catching Pokemon in the world and right. also the Dynamaxing battling thing seems like an uh, interesting yeah. wrinkle in the combat give me Breath of the Wild cross Pokemon please Give oh me like God. an action adventure Pokemon, like Hell an open yeah. world RPG Pokemon. That the, is the, like the, the MMO Pokemon that people have talked about for like fifteen years. Like years. It's, <laughs> One day, well, we'll they see. sell fine on we'll their see. own. They they're doing okay. Um, what else? What else happens? Is there anything else on Pokemon that you really care deeply about? <sighs> I mean, Sif is in there. Yeah, there's. I gotta say, dog with sword in mouth predates Sif. I'm sure, but still, I like Sif. But Sif is she's sort of incredible, incredible, but like. Yeah. Yeah. Also, there's one that's like a lion, but it's. I feel shield. bad for that dog. Yeah. I like that dog. I think that dog's perfect. Dog but is good. The sword dog is just more perfect. The sword dog is. everyone. Who's going to buy the weird. No one's going to buy the shield. You're trying dog. to be a. There's a dog with a sword in their mouth. And there's a dog who has like a she, who's like a mane that is a shield. And they seem to be pitted in combat eternal. And so you have to pick a side by 
Per, we, yeah, we're game wants the shield. Oh, you, you don't. pick a side with your wallet. Oh, you don't, because for the first time ever, they're bundling both games in one convenient package. Is that real? Yes, that's real. You can buy both of them wow, for a so ten dollar nice discount. God, a ten dollar discount? Bless. Not for ten dollars more. Not for not not seventy dollars. You're saying for a hundred and ten dollars? Hundred around there. Maybe it's. Maybe it's one hundred. Wow. What it's, it's like these like things just falling off the back of a wait. truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should look up this. What? So you is it one game? No, no, it is both games. You're just buying both games in one box. This sucks, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking Pokemon. You know. So everybody, you know, people share their switches. There's different profiles. No, they don't. No, 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 no. No one shares their switch. I share my switch. With who? who? Yeah, my wife. That doesn't count. Congratulations. (laughs) That doesn't count. That's not sharing. That's like she plays Pokemon. Sharing means like you lend it and it goes somewhere else. Yes, I have left my I have left my house and the switch has not gone with me. That is sharing. No, that's having a house. (laughs) My switch is also. Listen, listen. Oh, there's this. Listen, that Apple, the last Apple. If she's not playing Pokemon, the switch is with me. I am playing something else. I get you on the commute. That's not sharing. It's not sharing. You've already committed to sharing in such a large scale way. That you're like, yeah, well, of course you can use the yeah. Switch, honey. Like, <laughs> absolutely. Sharing is like when Tom asks for it. And you're like, I don't even really know you that much. Nah. But like, I, fine. And he doesn't want it just for like an evening to like no. check it out. He's is like, this Tom Nook? Yeah. Like, he's just coming through. Like, <laughs> he's coming through. Can't help but notice you're a little late on <laughs> the uh, payment. Yeah, maybe you could, uh, you got there. Yeah, huh. Huh. Maybe oh, there's that Sabla. I keep meaning to get him to pay me. But every time I just start like, he starts... Squirting a few, and I just can't bring myself to collect. So, yeah, Pokemon. That's one thing that happened this week. What yeah. else happened? Google Stadia, Stadia had its second event. This time, not a big press event, but a kind of a Google Direct, Google Connect, a Stadia Connect. Stadia Connect, yeah, they're first of like what they say are going to be like a monthly or at least regular sort of check-ins, like filling in details on what this thing actually is going to be. Mm-hmm. Like this new one was. Not a release date, but a release month, November. November. It's going to, you know, you get a price for the, well, the pricing stuff is its own it's super weird, weird nonsense. So in 2020, yeah. There well, will be, why are we going to 2020? Well, yeah. I'm just because. Because that's we, when everything's there. Right. So okay. in 2020, Everything. there will be something called like the base subs, the base edition, which is that you don't have to pay anything. You're paying for, you're paying for games. Yeah. You pay for a license for the right to stream a game, but for a 1080p. And I don't think they said the frame rate. 30. But, um, yeah, probably 30. I think. Um, but if in order to use the Stadia this November, you have to buy the Founders Edition. Mm-hmm. It's $130. That seems right. With comes with a Chromecast Ultra, so mm-hmm. it can do 4K, a controller, three-month subscription to Stadia Pro, mm-hmm. and then a ability to gift a Stadia Pro to a buddy for three months. Yeah. It's like sharing. Yeah. It, it is like sharing. It is like sharing. Um, so the only way you can do Stadia this fall is by purchasing the Founders Edition for and what, $130. So what exactly comes in the subscription Wait, is that again? true that it's only through that, or I can't buy a pro subscription? I can't. You fall. cannot. No, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. you have to have, you have it's said, $130 to get in that, this that's November. It. This year? Yes. This year. So wait, when's pro become available widely? Separately? I think that's probably all next year, yeah. 2020. 2020? Like, when 2020. it all like, rolls out the rest of it. How oh, it's 2019. It's 2019 to the now. Today, yeah, uh, yeah. it is. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. They announced a bunch of 
you know, games, a lot yeah. of stuff that, like, I mean, it, Stadia is going to join. There will be a logo at the end of like almost every right. Like, Avengers has most, a big sign. Most out. most games that are announced at E3 this right. year also have a Stadia logo, logo because, yeah. from what I understand, Google is out there with a check that says, "What's up? Um, <laughs> What's good?" I've heard that from Please. a lot of people. Yeah, yeah me too. Um, and in fact, one of the big ones is Destiny. Right? Yes. Is Bungie. Google spent, so again, this is through sources, like we haven't done the long tail reporting on this, but but they were there. Google has paid money to Bungie to make sure that they come into this platform and, and like- Oh, and also yeah, Destiny it, right? uh, 2 is included in the, uh, the Founders Edition. Right. So you're get, also getting a copy of Destiny 2 and this comes part and parcel with, we'll get to all the Destiny stuff. Yeah, well, well, that'll be its own but, thing. But, but it just, to, just to, to point out that like, you're not starting from scratch. If you buy the Stadia edition, your stuff from PS4, Xbox One, PS, PS, uh, your PC save stuff can come over. Oh, in Destiny, you're saying? Yeah, 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 totally. I thought you meant in general. I was like, that's not true. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't bring over my Assassin's Creed save, I'm pretty sure. Um, I need to show some other stuff that was like Stadia, not exclusive. One exclusive. What was the game that was the exclusive? Uh, yeah, guilt from the developers. Uh, from Tequila Works. Tequila Works, right. Um, Sexy Brutal people. Yes, 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 and uh, Rhyme uh, was the, the other game that they Rhyme, did from yeah. last year. Um, yeah, it was like a little kid running around scary monsters. It looked fine, but like they didn't advertise it as a Stadia exclusive during the stream. No. That was in a press release afterwards. Which is weird. Which, well, I don't think it's weird because I think when they want to say what is the first Stadia exclusive, do you really want it to be? No, like I like some of the stuff yeah. that Tequila Works is doing, but like yeah. it's a little strange where it's like, we are going to change the video game <laughs> industry. And... The first game that is only happening here is a little indie horror game that could like happen anywhere else. Like totally. you would imagine, the first game that gets announced as a Stadia exclusive is something that takes advantage of either cloud right. computing or high end PC. This could something only be made on Stadia. You cannot. You could own this PC, but it would cost you fifteen thousand dollars right. to do so. Right. Yeah. The and that's next year. They showed right. They showed um, the new Ghost Recon game with the feature where you can see the other. Players in your fire team, which or apparently was a, that was a feature in OnLive. Like it? I saw someone like point out that like Perfect. there was uh, someone streaming Borderlands Two through OnLive, in which you could also see what your friends were doing in Borderlands mm -hmm. Two mm -hmm. or Borderlands One or whichever one was available on there. But like, yeah, I mean, I, I don't just it seems seems fine, but it also seems like a gimmick. In which bad. like, how often do you actually want to look at what your friends are fucking doing? Like, also, are you gonna look? Does that versus game your have? Saying, does that game have matchmaking? I have no idea. Because that's a great way for some asshole to be like, you're not playing this game right. Fair. You know what? <laughs> you're totally right. I don't want my fire team to see me right. struggling to understand the mud camouflage mechanic <laughs> in Ghost Recon, frankly. Um, they showed off some Baldur's Gate 3 stuff, which we, which Larian is doing, the Divinity folks. Uh, they There was a little interview with some folks from the studio talking about how excited they are to be able to work in the world of Baldur's Gate and D&D. &D. Um, Rob, what did you, what were your feelings on, on that whole thing? Are you a Baldur's Gate person? Are you like a... I'm not, but I'm like, but watching sort of the Divinity series gain traction and become like this really hotly anticipated property yeah. among people who love those old school, like, you know, early Bioware type, uh, you know, D&D &D games, watching like how uh, Larian basically kind of came in and filled that void. Mm -hmm. And now to have that sort of come full circle and they're making the next Baldur's Gate is just really funny to me to see like how that basically formalizes sort of the torch passing that happened. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, 
But I'm also a little bit curious how this is going to work because like, particularly what I'm interested in is that D&D games in general try to run according to something pretty closely closely uh, related to like D&D rules. And one of the things that I think made Divinity really popular is they Break made the fucking they rules. made a really like compelling like tactical game rule set. What, well, but also like uh, so I played Original Sin, uh, the original loved it. I've been meaning to get around to the se- to the second one. But one of my favorite bits about Original Sin was that like it was a game that let you like even the rule set that it set up it let you fuck with it. Like yeah. it was like a game yeah. that like set up rules, but also really encourages players to. Screw with it, and like the classic example of that is that you were able to, like, you would you would walk up to a battle, you'd see it, you would load back right before you found that battle, you would line up right before the enemies <laughs> could spot you, and you would launch an attack and just fuck them up. And a huge part of Original Sin um, is about elemental attacks playing off each other. So like classic examples, like oh, you see a bunch of uh, uh, barrels of oil, so it's like you're gonna have your archer or someone like break those open, and then you're going to send some fire over there, and then everybody's going to be on fire before the first turn has right, happened. Right, and like, right. So, I mean, this is the thing. is like, there is D&D, you look at 4th edition, you look at, especially if you look at 5th edition, which takes a lot of stuff from the kind of independent tabletop RPG scene and tries to, like, make it a little more mainstream. You could make that style of game if you made that one of your priorities. And so, like, I am But also, curious. is that Baldur's Gate? Like, that's where so I feel no, like that's the... that's the thing. Right. Is like, it isn't. And, but, it, but I want them to, like, push in that direction. Because D&D pushed in that direction. That's the, the key thing about D&D. Like, there is not a pure, singular D&D. D&D has been so many different things. When it started, it looked like a war miniatures game. It came out of that, he- that, that history, right? But now, it looks like a storytelling game. And so, like, there can be that flexibility there it is and when i talk to people who love Baldur's gate and i I liked i played through Baldur's gate 2 i never did the Baldur's gate 2 expansion Mm -hmm. Um, but i i love Baldur's gate i love Baldur's gate 2 and i don't care about the system in that way do you know what i mean people talk about the story the characters it's the characters it's like if they if they write characters well if they build interesting scenarios if they figure out how to tell great stories inside of that setting well and also like in original sin the, the the combat told a story, which is often not right. as much as what you heard. But from I didn't play the Baldur's Gates game, but talking to friends who were fans of that series, yeah, like no. they talk about the characters, the story, the plot. But like the moment to moment combat was sort of incidental along the way. You're making up excuses for why it was frustrating. It was well, it was a product of its time. This is one of the other interesting things of this is. I kind of liked the called shot aspect of the teaser trailer mm-hmm. they put out there, which sort of ends on this reveal of this Mind Flayer horde uh, sort of descending on the city of Baldur's Gate. Because, like, this is something you're not supposed to see in the D&D world, really. Like, it's, like... Mind- what do you like- mean? I don't know. I know very little about D&D. So, so like, what uh, Cameron Kunzelman wrote a really good piece about, like, the Mind Flayer. Like, it's a really famous uh, Dungeons & Dragons enemy. Uh, you remember basically, um, the Tower of Latria? Yeah, I know what the Mind Flayer is. Okay. I just mean okay. the, the, okay. the specific example of, like, why you wouldn't... So, this is a creature that, like, a handful of them enough is enough to be, like, a terrifying menace. Okay. To sort of open the trailer with, oh, yeah, no, they've completely breached uh, the like borders of reality and are just flooding in and the city's already basically obliterated. Uh, that is it, like, 
I watched that and I was like, oh shit, I'm actually kind of curious. Like, where you like, where do you like, go, where do you go from this? Like, what story yeah. you're telling? Uh, so that was the other part of it that really mm-hmm. grabbed me is that it's interesting. On the one hand, it's like, you know, ah, it's Baldur's Gate three. In the on the other hand, I would say the Baldur's Gate series was kind of known for building slowly Very to where slowly. it was going. I and mean, here, big stakes, gods, and yeah. being the child. You know, all that stuff is there, but it's like. There's there's a lot of low level fantasy yeah. like not low fantasy stuff but you know uh, thieves guild type stuff being right. in a big city a big fantasy city where like you're meeting characters who have personal stakes about their relationships and their history um, and I'm sure this I hope that this oh, has sure, it certainly. I will say that like the stuff that I like about the Divinity Original Sin games is not their story is not their characters I find that a lot of their writing to be fairly grating at times I I did not like any of the world or storytelling in the original and I love the combat like got you know me what? through 45 hours yeah. and then you know what? I, but two, I heard from two that two's you're like, right uh, so I haven't played two I but I've heard about... from people that have the same exact criticism of the first one yeah. who said that the second one like the, the writing really really stepped I, it up I, in the sequel it took me like 20 seconds to remember some of the stuff that they do with like what is an elf in that setting what like what does it mean to be undead in that setting and some of that stuff is very creative yeah. The voice is still not my favorite, like sure. the, the writing voice. It's like, but it's, it's executed it's, in such a way that I can imagine them adopting a different voice and executing on it. So the, I think part of my problem sometimes in in the first game at least was the humor didn't work for me in a way that felt a little try hard. Yeah. And I've heard that stuff got a lot better in, in the sequel. in the second one. And you can imagine in a more grounded setting, it gets a little more focused on the stuff that like really did work for me totally. at least in, in the first game. Uh, any other stadia stuff? I think that was the big stuff. Again, we'll get into Destiny in a second. Yeah. I want to take a break. I, I pre-ordered that. it just because I can cancel it later. <laughs> Great. Well, I think the pricing is fucked. We're not. I think that the pricing is. It sucks that they didn't make a very compelling argument in right. favor of why you should. Where it's like, look, the one, like, it's already weird to imagine. Uh, please pay sixty dollars for the license to stream a game. That's like a weird concept. I hate it. That if that I, 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 so I, many Google I, services I don't know how much have that disappeared. Is us, and our like history, how much does that mean to an average person who's like, I don't give a fuck about owning things, and I don't think about owning things, and like I just have Netflix, so I don't know. So like, I try to like have a little bit of distance with that. At the same time, well, like it's not Netflix. That's what fucks me up. Well, is right. I would weirdly. Well, that's ten dollars a month. <laughs> right, I know. I well. Is it no, it isn't because that's still not Netflix. That's free games will appear occasionally on the sure. service. Yeah, they were not very specific about what, that, what totally. that actually means. I would be, it would be, I still would be upset if I lost the license in sure. the Netflix model. But if someone came out and said, we're going to do the Netflix of games. But here's what this means. That means sometimes the game is going to disappear from the service for some amount of time because we're going to lose the license. Um, but we're going to always keep a huge array of stuff. We'll mark stuff that will be, you'll know what the timelines are. You'll know that we're going to lose Final Fantasy XII in 2022 and, and if you want to keep that we're going to give you a, a discount discount to, to the purchase to, to buy it, yeah. if they did the netflix model in that way even if you think about the old netflix model where you could literally buy dvds sure, yeah. from them right then that's still the rob model that it right well like i think that that would be is rob still doing dvds from netflix yeah, yeah i was not that was uh, the, the game that came rob still rent because you get the blu-rays Excuse me? I need to look. If I'm going to buy a piece of physical media, I yeah. need to know that like it's a good transfer and has special features that make the value proposition worth it. That's fair. As I think any serious collector enthusiast uh, would feel. Uh-huh. Great. I you it's I made an I, exception for the insider cuz like it's the insider. It's the insider. Yeah. What are you going to do? You want it. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. The thing is like I I think that if that model was the model, I'd be so much more excited about it because there'd be a chance being taken. Right. And instead, 
it's the same model, except... And they didn't announce the games. It's not like... You, I mean, there's Destiny 2, but that, like that's it. No, like, that's what am I getting out no, of the subscription? Uh, am I getting Ghost 4K, Recon? which I don't care about on streaming. Wait, so like, when they showed... What's it called? Wildlands. That's not... Breakpoint. That's not free. That's, uh, that's not part of your yeah, yeah, that'll, that'll be sixty dollars. Well, they didn't announce pricing pricing either, but I bet it's sixty dollars. Yeah, or at the very absolutely least, minimum, it's fifty. Yeah, yeah. So totally. I think there's two things. That, like, as far as I know, they didn't really spell out how they're going to overcome the infrastructural obstacles. <laughs> to, they own the they own the best servers, Rob. I'm sure they do, but they don't own the, own the pipes, right? No. That's that's the problem. Right. Uh, uh, and, tubes. Excuse me. Pardon? Yes, yeah, so of course. Yeah. Uh, but so, I, like, I think once again, you're going to. That's a big problem that you can't just sort of hand wave away. Like, if people are paying for 4K yeah. and they're not getting something that looks pretty damn good uh, and it's getting compressed to hell and there's latency, that's, that's tough. Uh, the other part of this that, and this is a larger conversation that we're going to be having more and more over the next couple of years, it's already starting to happen with things like uh, Game Pass and uh, EA's uh, Origin. Origin, yeah. EA Play, or not EA Play, whatever or, the thing is. Yeah, Origin yeah. Access. Yes. Um, is this notion of what is happening to the economics of game development. There was this uh, statement in the Stadia presentation, I want to say. Uh, no, sorry, it was, I'm skipping ahead. It was uh, in EA's presentation today, but it's relevant to this conversation. Uh, it was one of the people from 11-Bit Studios talking about Frostpunk uh, popping up on EA uh, huh. Origin Access. And he was talking about, you know, why is Frostpunk popping up everywhere, right? Like, is there anybody you're not doing a deal with? And I don't have the quote in front of me, but he makes this, he makes this comment that, you know, years ago, you didn't have to do deals like this, but at this point, like, you know, the games that would have been quiet hits five or six years ago, now you have to do deals with absolutely everybody. Right. You need, I think he literally right. said, if you're not, you need to be on everything but the refrigerator uh, in someone's house, basically, to, to, to uh, remain viable. And what interests me about that is, to a degree, there's a recognition of increasingly harsh market conditions. Mm. But what's fascinating is Frostpunk is a serious hit yeah. by those standards. And, and so the yet. thing is, yeah. So if 11-bit is saying like, dude, we just need to get Frostpunk in front of as many fucking people as we possibly right. can. If he's saying that, then and they're what not, if you and, didn't And they're not signing Frostpunk? an Epic exclusive yeah. in which like Epic is, 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 yeah. is filling in the blank with the nine other stores with right. a huge check. Right. So yeah, so what's it look like for the people who aren't 11-bit, who didn't make Frostpunk last year. What's the economic landscape shifting to for them? And that's the interesting part here. Like, on the one hand, this promises like Netflix of games, endless variety, endless, endless entertainment. Well, it's going to be kind of cannibalizing an ecosystem that generated a lot of quality entertainment. Right. And I'm curious, like, how viable are games at every at every scale well, so that we've come to appreciate? Totally. And this is part of what made, would have made me excited by the idea of Stadia coming out with a Netflix model, is that that model would have begun to push people towards different models of development and scale, where like, you know what? 
we're going to greenlight a three-hour game. We're going to pay for a three-hour game that's going to be a Stadia exclusive as part of their like Netflix-style thing. Right. And they're going to give it a big marketing push for that one thing. And it'll be for people who have the Stadia Pro or whatever, they'll just get to play it for free. And like there are going to be free games in that model, but it's not the same thing as if you built that whole thing. And I would love to see what the introduction of a single subscription-based marketplace that is actually as fully featured as something like the catalogs of the major TV and movie streaming services could do for development houses, especially small ones who have really interesting ideas that cannot get the funding to, to chase the next big AAA style of thing, right? Or, or that, that honestly just like game dev is expensive. So even something systems focused, if you want it to be polished, if you want it to have a great art look, if you want to have a great aesthetic, something like Frostpunk, you need lots of money. And so the idea of like having a way in which you can find an audience that will, out of curiosity, and the fact they already spent their ten bucks that month, right? Yeah, I'll check it out. Like part, of, and like we can just look at the recent past month for this, right? Which is like Game Pass is slowly trying to become that thing by building out a big a big catalog, and something like Void Bastards or Outer Wilds are those are two games that like I am so certain. I think Void Bastards would have bombed. Yeah, if it just came dude, out, absolutely. Like in this, like if that game had come out eight years ago, it would have been like a minor indie hit. It would have been on the front big. page of Steam. Like right. there was, it was a different right. environment. But if that game just came out now, no Game Pass, that game just falls off the map. Doesn't make any right. money. Right. Which is a lot of games these right. days. And actually, and who knows what money it's making from Game Pass? I don't. We, I don't is, know the economics. The other half of this is sure. we don't know what the economics right. of these deals are. We don't know. And so, like as much as I am. I think that as a person who likes video games, Game Pass has been fantastic for me. It's I know that it's letting people play games that they're that they have questions about. I don't know what the specifics of those of those at the very least those are. games get played versus right. not played. Sure. So I like the if the even if the economics don't actually span out to make these people rich in the way that like a Fez, a Braid used to, to happen. Like at the very least, Void Bastards like probably gets played enough that that gets them to the next game. But what are the economics founded on? That's the other weird part about the attention economy. Like you know, what I mean? you know what I mean. Like what is what is the time someone is spending with a single game on one of these services actually worth versus what are these services paying out right. to bring sure. that game to yeah. that service? So that's like this all feels like really it, like. From my standpoint, this is a fascinating story. Yeah. This is an interesting moment. Uh, at the same time, as someone who has like grown up playing all kinds of games and really enjoying like enjoying a model that allowed you to sort of directly support and contribute to a developer, like yeah, yeah. I I do wonder what this means in the long run, right? Like in the short term. As people are just trying to get more deals done and get more people into their ecosystem, yeah. I can see this being a really exciting and like uh, fruitful time. I am very curious what the landscape looks like in two, three years when you know the other part of the Netflix model is yes. at a certain point they just start canceling things for no apparent reason. And Seems like the numbers are good, but what happened there? Yeah. You know what I mean, right? I mean, there's the there's we can go on forever on this because like yeah. we work for a company that cares about IP creation, right? Like, and part of that is we live in a world in which media is built to like quickly sell IP, right? To be like, oh yeah, we want to option. We want to option that reported story you did to become a Netflix original, right? That happens right now. We want to like turn this long form piece you did into a sponsored podcast. 
Um, and so like even from our little corner of the media world, thinking about what the changes have been in media markets in the last five years, it's easy to see the how unexpected those shifts can be and how you can wind up in conversations. So when I say that I'm, I would love to see that happen, it is out of this academic curiosity. It is not, I'm not like, that's going to save us. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But I am curious. Like, what would that do to the models that exist right now? The models that I think are pretty clearly broken. Yeah. Um, and I would just love to see people, especially if someone who has that stability in terms of we know what their own what level of wealth is as Google. I'm not going to get excited. I'm not going to cheerlead for Google. But like, if they'd be like, here's what that, here's the pitch that, is, that shows why we are markedly different. We're not just the PS4, but streaming. Right. Then I would have been a, maybe a little bit more excited. As it stands, not so yeah. much. I break news. This is fresh. Mm -hmm. This is new. Oh, I never read the tweet that was my breaking well, news. What was your tweet? Oh, okay. Is it this? No, my. Yes. Okay. I'm just going to read the story. Cato. Cato? Ready? Are you ready? Did yeah. you see this already? No. At, this is from. No, actually, it'd be. What? It's not. At. This is from Xi'an's Keyblade. Uh -huh. uh, at kh13.com at the Los Angeles performance of Kingdom Hearts Orchestra World of Tra Tra Trace World of Trace that Trace? like three. No, tres yeah sure that sounds right I don't I am the worst T-R-E-S T-R-E-S yeah T-R-E-S uh, new information regarding the upcoming Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind DLC was revealed. Yeah. Just as he was present during previous Kingdom Hearts orchestras in Los Angeles, yeah. as well as this year's World Trace performance in Tokyo, series director Tetsuya Nomura made a guest appearance at the end of the concert to announce this information. After coming out on the stage, Nomura stated the trailer was shown, uh, the trailer shown at the orchestra as an exclusive uh, video and photography were not permitted. Nomura also stated the DLC will be launched this winter and will include Ooh. more scenes that we will like. <laughs> <laughs> the trailer... You know those scenes that you love. The trailer for Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind includes a playable Aqua, Roxas, Hell yeah. and, Hell Riku, yeah. and Riku. Hell yeah! In the trailer, we also witnessed a meeting Witness. between Witness. young Witness. Master Xehanort and the Master of Masters. Uh, what? Along with the scene of Zigbar asking Luxord, who are you, Luxord? <laughs> the who is this motherfucker? The Oath Keeper. Where do you get those cards? The Oath Keeper <laughs> Keyblade and the Keyblade's form make an appearance. The trailer has not been made public as of this writing of this article. Furthermore, it is unknown if this trailer will remain exclusive to this event. It'll release this winter. Hell yeah. Didn't hear anything about Kyrie. Damn. <laughs> where's she on? Where's she on? Where's she on? <laughs> where's, where's she on, String? Where's she on? <laughs> oh, um, that sounds neat. That sounds neat. Where's she on, though? Where is she on? Where's Kyrie? Where, yeah. Oh, you know where Kyrie is. I wonder yeah. if they won't show that trailer during the. Uh, the square stuff. The they square stuff. Will. I really well, yeah. hope so. I want to see. I want to see it with my eyes. Yeah, that those, sounds cool though. That there's scenes. actual. Yeah, <laughs> give me those scenes. I will enjoy them. <laughs> um, let's take. Let's take a quick like break. important questions like who are you? Totally. <laughs> Finally answered. Let's take we a quick don't break. Know. And then we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about Destiny. We're gonna Hell talk about yeah. some leaks. There's a lot, a lot of leaks. <laughs> and uh, and I we'll, got carried away at the farmer's market. <laughs> You did. You did. You got All right. We will be back in just 30 seconds.
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, I like that bit. That's good. Really use more water. <laughs> We're back. We're back. Oh, hey. Welcome back. We took a real break there. Really just stretched out, listened to some music. <laughs> um, <laughs> Destiny 2. Yeah. Destiny 2. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kind of was falling asleep for a good 40 minutes <laughs> there, was but like, he's Kingdom back. Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> Destiny 2. Bring it back. Coffee. It's too late for coffee. That's All right. That time. Yeah. Do not drink coffee no, right now. I'm go to sleep after this. So go here tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things uh, at Stadia was Destiny Two. They debuted yeah. the Shadow Keep. Yep. Yes. Trailer. Mm. Rob, you shouted this morning when you. Oh yeah. It. I want to. Yeah. I want to point out. I was upstairs. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Catching. We have to actually set something up. Uh huh. The TV is broken. Yes. Okay. The TV in this apartment is broken. We've had it replaced. All by of us, Danica. we stole Danica's. Shout we out stole, to Danica. Danica gave us, Thank lent you very us much. hers. Shout out to Danica. Danica made us an incredible charcuterie plate today. Mm-hmm. She cut up some watermelon. The whole, just the whole. Strawberries. Strawberries. Took Rob shopping. Shout outs to Danica. Our TV was broken at this point. It, all of us took turns being like, we're gamers. We can figure this one Come out. Come on. One of you just didn't press the right button. Yeah. And just. All of us is fucking. It's we busted. looked up. We looked up weird Model tricks to numbers. do a power reset. Yeah, and <laughs> we were reading about. I was reading at one point about soldering in a new power thing. Actually, I didn't try to fix it, but I did theorize about ways somebody could have broken it intentionally just to fuck with us. That is, uh, true. yeah. Which, in retrospect, is maybe concerning. <laughs> Great. You're right, though. I be- I think you're probably right. Someone's fucking with us. They knew we were gamers, and they were like, we're not going to let them play their game. Solve the puzzle. Solve they the, grinched our gamer Solve Christmas. the puzzle, gamers. Yeah. Damn. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, play a game. You came down the stairs and shouted with such glee, or you came out of I, the room. Patrick came down the stairs from his room upstairs and was like, did we fix the TV? Because <laughs> he heard how excited Rob was. It turns out Rob was not excited for a TV. Rob, what were you excited for? I was excited like, I actually came out and I was yeah. like, Kato, like, I need clarity on something uh-huh. here. I got you. Does it look like this new Destiny expansion is about Eris Morn? Yeah. I was like, yes! <laughs> we did it! <laughs> you did say, we did it! And then that's who's, Patrick- we, who's we? All the people who haven't played Destiny for months. Just waiting for the Eris Morn like story to complete. Uh, all those of us who like have been sitting out in protest and ignoring our characters and refusing to progress our light level. Well, that's just and because basic- you, your original character, your OC, 
uh, is committed to one thing and one thing only. Eris Morn. Eris Morn. Morn. Justice for those lost below. Yeah, Justice sure. for the first fire team. Yeah. Rip. <laughs> um, F's in chat, please. Thank what you. What was the much. Chernobyl tweet? <laughs> what? What was the Chernobyl tweet? Morn, but I'm, I'm different. That's the story. That's the game. You fucking kill Crota in Destiny 1. Eris Morn couldn't do that shit. For people who don't know, you should so, just Google R.I.P. your grandmother, but I'm different. Okay. Yeah, don't so, just God. search Chernobyl. You'll just find weird images from that really depressing show. Yeah. Here's the here's the thing. I think to explain a little bit like why I'm so excited about this, uh, Eris Morn was, you know, one of the sort of leading characters in the Taken King. Uh yeah. and is also kind of uh the goth queen of destiny oh yeah yeah i put it but also has a genuinely creepy story that like she spent like literal years lost in the darkness and the hell of uh the moon Mm -hmm. and like lost her yeah lost her fire team and is the sole survivor they went down to do a raid yeah yeah and did not come back and she did and so like there is this like aqua yeah, except oh, that yeah. Eris has three eyes now, and they're not hers. That's true. Oh. So this is, <laughs> yeah. Whose eyes are they? Man, Destiny lore is so good. Yeah. So this is the thing, though. Yes. Whose eyes Des- are they? Eris Morn has this fascinating story, and it's the type of story that traditionally Destiny can't really tell. Yeah. Destiny can imply it via the lore, Yeah. but there was always this huge disconnect between Eris telling you about Crota. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then basically, like what Destiny the game actually is, which is basically, like, yeah, yeah, Crota sounds scary. Uh, where, where you want me to shoot this fucker? Um, like, which eye like, is the weak I'm point? Gonna, I'm just going to go up to the moon and just sort this whole sitch out. Okay, babe? <laughs> and that's kind of Destiny. And like literally yeah. in yeah. their marketing, there's when the Taken King, King came out. There's always been that sort of bifurcation of like there's the serious Destiny trailer, mm-hmm. but then there were the TV spots yeah. that were trying to be, oh man, here's uh, here's Oryx. Why is this dude so pissed at us? Oh yeah, we killed his son, homie. Oh yeah, we <laughs> wasted right. Crota up top. <laughs> yeah. And so what's exciting about this is it's it looks like a an expansion that's going to bring all the heiress stuff and the story she's told into the game and let yeah. you and tr- theoretically put you in her shoes yeah, right? right like you kind of be enacting it this, that's really exciting it definitely pull that off uh i think now it can yes the the past three the the past three uh content jobs during the annual pass i think have demonstrated this like this is what they've been doing is that whatever new activity is happening and whatever new uh npcs are uh, uh introduced all of the story that's told through them is it, it's what those stories of the lore used to be but now it's in front and center that is what the story of the game is where that the lore was never it was always background to what is actually happening right in the game and now that, it's like both right right like there's still lo- enough extra lore but like a lot of the lore is actually just um it like fills in and interweaves with the narrative being told in the gameplay where before it was like gameplay is here over to the left 
and over here on the, in, on the moon is the cool-ass floor. Right. But can you solve this really fundamental well, problem, which is if you're trying to tell a horror story mm-hmm. in a game, a shooter's a tough way to tell a horror this story. Is, yes. This is the modern warfare stuff to some degree, right. right? Which is like if you've dedicated, if you've prioritized feeling powerful, how are you supposed to then tell this story that is, a, that is fundamentally about like... It, uh, embodying someone whose entire story is about being disempowered and being wounded in grief. Right. Right. When like the way that you work through grief in this game is you headshot a bunch of people. They did say, so just to like set up the structure again, the Stadia trailer plays, it's creepy as fuck. Yeah. The nightmares are coming back. Yeah. It says at the bottom, like cross play <laughs> or not cross saves, <laughs> PS4 cross saves. Who knows? Maybe we got to Maybe, maybe we, we don't. Pending, pending, pending From Sony. Yeah. Which Basically is was like, Yo, start adding them on Twitter. Right. But before anyone could even start doing that, that's not true. Only after a few, te- a few thousand people started doing that, Bungie had their own stream. And their stream... Bungie's stream was literally... They were back-to-back. They were back-to-back, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And so that stream, one, had a Vidoc, which is their like behind-the-scenes yeah. documentary stuff that showed... Called Out of the Shadows. Yeah. How we is... <laughs> Uh, subtext colon how he escaped Activision's we grasp. We need to find an epic partner <laughs> oh to put God. our game. Luke Smith is the biggest fucking troll yeah. in video games. What Absolutely. Asshole. What a complete jerk. There was so much uh, fucking shade. <laughs> um, the That video was interesting. Uh, the, part of the thing that was so weird about that structurally was just like the first 15 minutes, 20 minutes of that of the Bungie stream <laughs> yeah. was Luke and the dude whose name I always forget. Matt. Matt. Noseworthy, I think. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, nice guy. I've met, you know, we both both are perfectly fine people to talk to. Luke <laughs> is a troll. Yeah, no, yeah. I've known Luke for a to long time. To be clear. Time. I'm yeah. just being a jerk. Um, <laughs> just talking to each other about what it meant to be independent at Bungie, what their goals were, what Shadowkeep was in terms of the big picture of Destiny. And like what was coming next for Destiny. And that was really weird because it was like someone holding a camera and just. He's like, oh, we're Bungie. We're just this, this a startup out here. We just don't have any support. And like, I'm just going to shake this camera around a little bit. Well, and it's funny that like it is so funny to watch something like that. And you remember how they revealed that they were independent from Microsoft, right? right. They did the same. Well, that was an internal company meeting where they sort of show they show their like real and they go to their logo and then they basically like take the Microsoft Game Studio off mm-hmm. the logo and like the crowd goes wild and all that. And if you think about it, them getting out of Acti- the Activision deal is the end point of that story. Right. It didn't go well. Right. And so that's the other funny part of this right. is once again they're like, "Damn, you know, we're just so glad we're free of those assholes and now we're going to do what we really want to do." Now that we've all and I'm really curious what that is. We right. can say the word MMO now. We're allowed to say it. So right. we say it a well, hundred so times. Is, so that is the thing I was trying to get to here yeah. was one of the things that they end up trying to do in the two different pitches, right? The thing that, that I mean, there's kind of three pitches because there's the the Matt and Luke one up top. There's the, the Vidoc or Viddoc of Bungie talking to, to like internally doing interviews with developers, them talking about what their goals are, them talking about how to make it spooky, like literally. Yeah. And then there's the long Q&A session at the end. Right. And one of the through lines for that was... The sort of like, we want to stop watering this thing down and making just the product that is about like 
the the kind of the people who don't care about the lore and also the people who really just want to do headshots and just like they want to make the destiny that is destiny or whatever, right? Like they want to make the game that does bridge the gap between those two things. They want to make the game that is both about the spooky lore on the moon and also the cool lore of the guns. Also the guns feel good. And also they're going to like introduce new abilities. And like, it was very much like you like that shit. There's going to be more of whatever the thing is you like, because we're the ones who understand what you like and we're going to turn the dial up on all of it. And it, he's writing a big check. Like, yeah. I'm so curious. And, Kato, you like this game a lot. You think I it's in do. a really good place. I think it's in the best place it's been. There's still issues. There's yeah. always issues, right? Like, they are adding back a bunch of stats that were in Destiny right. 1. Right. That seem really... I'm like... I'm excited, actually. There's more stats, which means there's more customization. But when you look at the game now, the way that the mods work, there's some of those things are actually already in there. Mm. This is just like we're letting you see the numbers, which is always which is one of the issues, right? They sure obfuscate a lot of information that is there that players are interested in knowing, like what are the stats that are, there are hidden stats that you can find in the API that he cannot see in the game itself. That they're like, why don't you show us this in the game so that we can make more informed decisions? And now about, they are going to. And like a lot of things like that are going okay. to be shown more and also. Why are you ambivalent about that? I mean, it's just like, it feels, well, because it's like I I I did that already in Destiny One. I think it de- it depends on how they de- they deploy it, right? Like those stats existed, it was fine. It wasn't that much. Like the changes, the stats, what they change are how fast your super comes back, how fast your grenade comes back, how fast your melee ability comes back, and it's like it was never a like the the amount of difference was never enough to make you go holy shit. Right. Like this have is that, a new build. Yeah, this is a new build. And like, but everything they've shown us is like, you're gonna make builds now. It's like, are we? Like, we did this once before. Are you but, but actually it changing like, it? Or are you just bringing these back? Part of right? their, it's part of the. It seemed like the through line from how they were talking about the game was like, okay, we're gonna set this stuff down because this is getting back to the foundational elements of what we want Destiny right. to be. And I think there was a tweet that went out from like Luke earlier today. It was like, hey, it's a long road but all these steps are along the way. Right. It seems like these are all things like, shit, this is the stuff we really wanted to do. Yeah. And like right. whatever Destiny 3 is, like, or Which is however, a huge question. Yeah. yeah, which I doubt is an actual Destiny 3 and is more actually like a WoW model of like just a huge exactly. expansion. Yeah. Because um, you should always think of, you know, if you've, <sighs> Destiny and Luke Smith are hard to like separate, even though I don't want to like, mis- yeah, I'm not trying to necessarily imply that like he is it and that is the only thing, but... Luke Smith's like game design worldview is World of Warcraft. Right. Right. Like he talks about that a lot. Yeah. That is like when I've talked to him privately, that's <laughs> what he talks about a lot. Yeah. And so like you should think I wouldn't be shocked, and this is not inside information. I just would not be shocked if like that's the model going forward is big expansion, small expansion. Yeah. And that like this is laying the groundwork for a future where it's like, oh, whatever Destiny 3 is, the big expansion in 2020 pays off on these things we're bringing back now that maybe don't make a ton of sense for yeah. someone like Kata yeah. who like 
I'm reading the, I'm like looking at the API and how these fucking numbers work. Yeah. But and it like, will suddenly all fit into place with whatever is like the big cog shift yeah. next year. The yeah. big the big issue right now too in Destiny is that uh, there was there there keep being this like series of uh nerfs to weapons where you're like this gun is really fun and a lot of people are using it and it's not technically I mean what does it mean for something to be truly broken in a uh in this in a in a game none of nothing in destiny ever felt broken in that way where you're like that doesn't that seems like it's so it's, powerful that or it's, not even not it's like this is really powerful and that's fun but it was never this is breaking something fundamental about the game itself right it's detrimental to right. the play and like what is that even right like there at a certain point it's like it feels good to 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 be powerful in a certain like like that power, like it's there a, is it's a, primarily a PVE game. So right. the point what is what does right. balance do you, even mean? Do and they can a, balance PVE and PVP separately. Right, right. So when a nerf happens that affects the gun everywhere, mm-hmm. like a big gun in the last year was Whisper. Well, I think this speaks to the Rob thing. I yeah. think that's the answer, which is if they ever want to make you not feel like the most powerful sci-fi superhero. Right. If they ever want you to feel overwhelmed, I don't even just mean spooky shit. I mean, if they're ever like, wow, these are overwhelming odds. Yeah. You cannot have like the hand of God in your back pocket. Sure. Right. And so like, I can, as a, as a designer, there, there are moments is... when you want that to be scaled back, even in a PVE setting for those sorts of reasons. I think the way you can deal with that though, is on the other end. It's not lessening because I mean, you like still classic, need, yeah, you, like, you still need skill to 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 survive long enough to use the gun, right? But then, but then you end up having a situation which is like, what if you haven't gotten that drop yet? Or right. Are we making a situation that like really punishes players and encourages them right. to run the same content over and over and not like the game, not have fun because they're trying to get this drop? Right. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, I get well, the impulse. Here's, to here's not the thing have that, that they've they've actually fixed that by making it's. The, the big guns, the really big ones that you like everyone wants have specific things that you can do to go get them. Mm-hmm. It is not running things over and over in that way of like, I hope this is the time it finally drops. It's like, you, you have a quest. quest line. You do mm-hmm. the quest line. Mm-hmm. You, at the end of the quest line, you get the gun. Right. Or you do the, the, the specific mission for what, like, Whisper of the Worm was like the biggest one, the sniper rifle. But then rifle. they will nerf that gun out from under you. Right, like that's the thing is like and just so, recently they... Right. Do you have the reservation when they're saying like now it's only our biggest fans that are, st- that are steering this, is there a concern that what that leads to if you're, if you're catering to like a super hardcore community like that, is there a concern that they're maybe like over tweaking the recipe a little bit there there's a little too much hair splitting going on and missing the bigger picture of like this feels epic this feels good and instead they're playing like numbers games right like it because in destiny one strength intelligence and discipline those stats that we were talking about earlier like in conjunction maybe with some certain exotics, there were one or two times where it's like, oh, this this is kind of a build, mm-hmm. yeah. right? But they kept using the word build in that thing. And like knowing what those stats were originally and knowing the way that they're so hesitant to allow things to be, you know, obviously there's issues with power creep. Like there's issues with this design space all the time, but it's like it's that, gun, that gun has been that way for like uh, five months and like nothing... Like it was 
good to use. Other guns came and like did that job better. It came in and out of uh, vogue just by there being new but guns that were interesting. And then yes, yeah. there's still <laughs> Whisper was already not the thing that everyone was using still. And yet, and yet, yeah, they've made it so like no one wants to touch it anymore. Have they spoken about why they've done that at all? It. I mean, yeah, and some, uh, they do the weekly update, right, where they talk over what the changes are and all that, and I'm sure at some point in a paragraph there, there was, like, a one or two sentence explanation that I don't I'm remember. Just, I'm but so like, curious, because, like, like, it's easier to not do it, right? right. And right. so, like, what is the motivation there? I'm, I, I'm sure they have some directive internally that is, like, here is a best practice for this shit. Right. I'm curious about what, what goes into that. I was trying, like... You know, uh, I was talking to uh, Levantine on Twitter yeah. about... Uh, Todd Harper, shout outs. Yeah. And uh, Todd mentioned that... Just sort of made a joke about theory crafters and how MMOs have this tendency to always uh, favor theory crafters. Basically, people who play the math game to, you know, and, and just analyze the math and, and break it down and see how you can push builds to the max to break a game and how those always end up being the people who end up kind of living inside the designer's heads mm -hmm. and steering the ship. But a game, like, tuned around what theory crafters will do is not necessarily representative of like how most people would interact Are actually with the game. Playing the yeah. game. And that's and right. that that is right. the thing about like when when you know Destiny is a game where like the guns feel good. They don't just feel good, they feel fucking great. Yeah. And when you're then like worrying about the math that much, when they say things like it's only our biggest fans and right. us and us, but and our only our biggest fans that are gonna be steering Destiny from now on. There's a part of me that's like I could see that being really exciting, but there's a part of me that also hears that, and I'm like, "Ooh, I don't know if that's gonna be for me." I, right. That sounds that sounds tough. But I bet they'd rather have the pendulum go way too far yeah. to the other end, and then realize, "Oh, we hit it. Yeah. This right. is actually like we're right. fucking it up on the other right. end." Because it seems like reading between the lines with it, that stream, as Kyle yeah. pointed out, was like constantly dragging Activision and yeah. like all this other bullshit they've been putting up with, which. Granted, that's also stuff they said about Microsoft. This just seems to be like a bungee culture sort of thing. Right. It's like, take the money till you get annoyed and then go get the get money the somewhere else. Um, yeah. Is that I, it seems like Destiny specifically is something where like, yeah, listen to the Reddit crowd. Listen to the Twitch crowd. Listen to the influencer crowd. And then make that game and then figure out where the rubs are there. And then going back from there is maybe smarter for them. I just have to say too, like speaking of the bungee culture thing, mm. uh, like I just have to say... It did make me laugh, but also cringe a little bit that like when they're talking about, you know, man, Eris Morin's like nightmares are coming real. <laughs> She's trying to figure out like what she did to bring all this back. And it's pretty much like throughout that Vidoc, it's like a lot of dudes like, you know, sort of explaining what this expansion is going to be. And there's the part of me that's watching this and it's like, so wait, so the whole like hook for the story is like a woman's suppressed trauma and pain has become real and is being instantiated in the physical world and is causing all hell to break loose and it's somehow her fault and we just got to get that situation sorted the fuck out as, as laid out by the team of this of all these dudes there there's a part of me that like heard that and it was you know it sounds cool like i'm glad we're going back to the story of Aris Morn. There's also a part of me that's like, man, I hope it's not just you guys in the writer's room yeah. laying out what this story I, is. Like, 
go ahead, Kata. I was just going to say, I think, I definitely think that it was more, uh, it felt like more, it was your nightmares because all those enemies that show up are old raid bosses. Mm -hmm. It's things that you've interacted with that the question is like, did Eris do this on purpose? What is her end game? Because nobody knows what the fuck she's doing uh, or who she's working for anymore. So, ooh. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. the thing. I, she used to be working for Marasov. She used to be working for who? Spoiler is alive, and we've been talking to for like months now. Oh shit! Uh, yeah. See. Also, her brother. Uh, spoiler again, I guess. But uh, yeah. her brother that we killed at the end of the last big expansion is alive again and is a guardian now. Well, okay, so guardians are undead anyway. So yeah. I got to reinstall. Yeah, you got to reinstall. Well, so, yeah, really quick. Get we that Stadia. Some of those other things. Get that Chromecast Ultra. You're good. <laughs> They're making the game free to play yes. for all this for Destiny Two Year One content, right? So the way it's it works, a, it's the new light, a new light, uh, a new light. Yeah. It's this new. Um, it's weird. It's strange. You boot up the game and you will be seven fifty, which is the current max, but it will be basically the floor for whatever the next expansion is, right? Mm -hmm. You have you will have access to. You will start at. On Earth, you will do the, the first mission you of do Destiny the Cosmodrome One. mission from Destiny One. Remember where you like go find a ship and then yeah. you have to fly well, to I the remember. tower. That you do that mission, you go to which the tower. Like, I can I be honest, which is I wish the thing I want in my heart is yeah. for them to go back and do the two other missions for the two other races. Right. Because originally, the only the only thing that was supposed to be the Cosmodrome was the Exos or the robots. And if you were one of the Awoken or human, you were supposed to get a different intro. Damn. Which is why, like, it's, like, being pulled out of, like, junk parts right, and right, shit. Right. That's what I've read anyway. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I almost wish that you would get, finally, that what those sick, other two yeah. origins were. Um, uh, curiosity. Yeah, I, I am curious whether, ideologically, the people who are at, at, at Bungie uh, right uh, now have any interest in unearthing, like, the cut content and original story of <laughs> Destiny. Like, yeah. I want to know about that shit, too. I just want to know. Just, <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. they could come with their own shit. But you don't, a lot of people not, Bungie don't. Maybe not every Guardian has to be pulled out of a literal pile of metal junk. Yeah. <laughs> um... What was the other, oh yeah okay so, so, so new, it's new free light. you yeah. start at you start at like the current highest power you start at the level. tower which means you don't start like, this you is go so to the tower to and then what is available to you as far as like you click on a mission and you're going through story yeah. uh you know narrative like individual missions is destiny base game uh Curse of Osiris and uh, Great Warmind. Expansion. Love it. God, fuck That'll me. get everyone inside. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Uh, what it what it also does is it lets you have access to every every location, including the ones for DLC that you don't own. So as you're playing through this, you mm. actually unlock the the Forgotten Shore and the Dreaming City. Interesting. And you can go in there and do public events. Anything that is in the open world, you can go and see. And then it's like, oh, I want to know more. I want to play the story that occurs here. Right. You go by the D DLC, cool. which now is all separate. Before it was, you had to have everything, you had to own everything up to the DLC in order to make it all work. So that's more episodic in the sense of like, oh, hey, I want to see the shore stuff. Yeah, shore I can stuff. get Forsaken on its own cool. without having bought... I mean, the other thing there yeah. is they did say if you get Shadowkeeper, you get everything, right? Yeah. 
So like that's thirty and that's thirty five bucks. Yeah. Which is like that's not a bad entry price point. No. For Destiny two and all that stuff. Right. Um, the other thing there too is the one of the big things for me is cross save. Yeah. It's not cross play, which means that like I'm not going to be on PC playing with people on PS4, playing with people on Xbox. But depending on how they execute on this, so the thing that I want to know is. Does it mean that there is one save file mm-hmm. that is everywhere? That's make, what it seems like. So it is not a thing where I have to like go into the system and transfer back and forth. It does not look. It, it looks like it's it's the, there's two screens associated with it that were in that Vidoc, yeah. and from what those show, it was like ready to set up cross save. Click yes. Here's what what characters you're you're doing over all of them and then once you're locked in it shows that one save and That's what what, it like. what you own what DLCs you want on the different right. things. So if I could at least move from my PC to play with my friends on PC to then pick up that same save on PS4. Yes. That would that make seems me like want to play this game again so like you could, if you could like oh your lunch break I'm playing on Stadia and then I'm right. going home and play on PS4 or PS PC or whatever totally. like That's like an interesting version of like that reality. Totally. Yeah. totally. Especially if I wonder. Here's like, there's so many questions here. Right. Like, I happen to own the game on both plat, on both PS4 and on same and on PC. Yeah. Um, but imagine a situation where like you have it on PS4 at home, but also like you have you have it on PC at work. You have the free version of, of it on mm. your PC at work. Can I log in and just do some like PvP? Can I just log in on that on the free version? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and that could be interesting like to even just be able to or just like i don't have it on xbox i imagine i have friends on xbox who are like hey i just want to do some rounds of gambit or whatever right i'm like yeah sure totally i don't need to buy it to do that yeah. i can just hop in for the free, free version. that would be fantastic and i don't know if that's how it works that does seem like but it seems like it should yeah yeah they said that included in the base game is also basically i don't think they said every but most of the uh any like node that you can click that is like a playlist essentially yeah like, everything but the story stuff basically. yeah basically everything except like specific story uh like and given the way that stories now are it's all quest lines it's no longer like a little node that you click and you go and you get a cutscene and all that all the cutscenes are in game like mm-hmm. in world hmm. um there's been like one or two that are like pre-rendered or whatever, but it's they've moved mostly away from that and mostly into like you're like walking around and like the it, the act, the stuff is just happening in the world, um, so you don't need like yeah structurally it's it's able to be split up really easily. yeah 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 totally yeah. well I'm excited for it that's out September September seventeenth. <clears throat> So curious that to see what they right. do over the next year or two or three. Yeah, with what Destiny is, because there's a version of that game that is my favorite game. Do you know what I mean? Like there right. really, truly is a version of that leans into the RPG stuff a mm-hmm. little bit more. That gives the story team room to tell weird science fantasy stories that are so innovative and cool and weird and like exciting and yeah. and like have a degree of nuance and place that. Something that's like honest. Anthem has failed to do for me. Memoir.google.com. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. It's 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 really it's honestly like what happened after the campaign of Forsaken, which is really sad. Right. Like the quote unquote once the quote unquote story was over, all the good story was hidden after that. Right. Right. Um. 
So like, I so think we'll on that end, they were. But if that's just they're, setting they're up what, how better. they're going to tell stories yeah. going forward, yeah. then everyone else can exactly benefit. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Um, moving on from Destiny. Well, the, again, the funniest thing there was the cross save does include PS4. Right. Way, yes. Which is like in between the Stadia video and then getting to the actual Bungie behind the scenes stuff. It was yep. like, you know, it's here now. Yeah. Um, all right, moving on. That was Friday? When was that? What's that was today? Thursday. That was Thursday? Friday, leaks happened. We'll maybe get to those. We're going to hit them pretty quick. Yeah, I was going to say, it's almost one Elden, in the morning. <laughs> Elden Ring? Yes. Elden Ring is the George R. R. Martin from Soft Game. Bandai Namco had a big leak. Maybe they, you heard about it. Maybe you heard people being mad about spoilers and leaks. Maybe you heard people being mad about people being uh, mad about spoilers and leaks. Someone made a web what? server error. What's up? Spoilers? And leaks. That leaks are spoilers? What are, yeah. Is I it, missed this. Oh, oh bro. The, the discourse? Oh, no. Kato. <laughs> I was on a flight okay. for Actually, four and a half is, hours. This is really instructive. Listen how confused Kato sounds about <laughs> this entire concept. Kato, what if what is what, if, what is upsetting? What is what is there to be upset about? What if a brand had something they wanted to tell you? And they always and do. They, oh, yeah, I was about to and say. Brand, brand, look, we know brands love Kato. <laughs> like we all talk about it, we all know it. Yeah. Brands yeah. love Kato. And what if someone came? Like, what if that brand was walking down the street and like like a phone was in their pocket and yeah. just. Oh no, that phone fell out. And you looked at that phone. Oh, yeah. It's like, hey, brand. And that phone said Elden Ring. And was <laughs> like George, a creepy... George R. Martin Miyazaki team up. Would you throw that phone away? Would you give it to the. No, I'd be like, Elden. What's the etymology of that word? That was what we <laughs> did yesterday. Yeah. That is literally what yes. we did yesterday. We're like, Elden, what's the etymology? Okay, whoa. Fire. Okay. Eld, okay. I mean, yeah. you feel bad for like the web guy that. You feel bad yeah. for the person who dropped that phone. You feel bad I for feel the bad web for, person that fucked up whatever FTP thing. Okay, so, so, so. There have been lots of leaks. There are still leaks. Every minute there's another fucking leak. There's stuff that is like Baldur's leaks I Gra- expected. Baldur's Gate was leaked. What was? Baldur's Gate was leaked before. There was also a source Baldur's code. Baldur's Gate was yeah. a leak. Yeah, yeah, Baldur's Gate was a leak. Um, the, there's well, there's, a, there's, there's, yeah, it's like there are leaks. There are, right, there are different and then types there, of leaks. And, yeah, there's a leak that is like, the, so the Namco Bandai one, the Baldur's Gate one, there's right. a certain type of leak in which in getting your marketing coordination in place, you have a thousand different parts moving together yep. and right. something slips through. So the Baldur's Gate one was that people went to a website that had three, which could have easily been cleverly on their part, Divinity Original Sin 3, or as people figured out and never guessed, someone looked at the HTML source code and Baldur's Gate 3 was listed in there. Yeah. It was the um, name of the image. Yeah. Um, and but it was clever because <laughs> yeah, Original yeah, yeah. Sin 3 yeah, yeah. it would be right. time for them to announce right. totally because right. totally. they did early access on Original Sin 2 so it's totally possible so it's just that thing that thing where you like don't think about the file you name it the thing you need to name it so that you know what so it is knows? as a person and also and then ver- version oh. control like there's a thousand exactly. different reasons exactly. it, could, it could go out that way uh, but the brand has a little treat for you that they've been preparing. Right. It's a gift, Rob. Yeah. It's a present. They just it's wrapped really, up for they, Gamer they wanted to see Kato's eyes light up. So the here's the thing that's a good simple. Okay, so I am so frustrated by the discourse because I think I'm frustrated by, am I, in my heart of hearts, I'm 100% with you, which is like, fuck brands. 
I don't. But care also, about, but also, we had this discussion. Right. So this is where I'm getting to. Yeah. I, I'll put out like the in my in my in the brain is actually what I mean. My intellectual self, not to create a notion of a binary self, a dualist self, etc. But in 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 the brain, in the 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 gray matter, in the just oh, here's reason. I am like fuck brands, fuck being excited for commercials. I'm curious about commercials. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll watch that commercial. I'll watch that trailer. I'm curious about how my presentation, pitch. imagery, 100%. pitch. I'm inter- I'm excited about talking to people behind behind games. I'm excited about E3 because I'm going to get to see the journalists and developers and critics and PR people who make this whole thing, this whole medium, their life's work. And I want to talk to them about this stuff and get insight about it. I'm excited about that part of this. I'm excited to play a game eventually. I'm not excited about the commercial, right? But also, if Rob was like, watch this Elden Ring trailer, not yet. Put it away. I don't want to see it yet. I want to see it tomorrow with my friends when it's on a presentation on a stage. And we're gonna put on a periscope and we're gonna live stream our response right, to it. Right. And it's and that is that is both is, of those but things. But is are that true. because we make content? Probably. No. Well, no, so. no, no. Yes. This hundred percent. Yes. For me. Yes. Right. So if I was in my fucking room. Yeah. In grad school. Exactly. Just hanging out. But yeah. Fucking play that shit. Hell yeah. I want to see that. But, but also, absolutely, I want to see. But it. also, yes. You. So yes, it's also participatory, though. The reason you're doing that is because, like, I want to be on the message board. I want to fucking talk about it. The reason, maybe the reason, the reason. No, no. The reason I did that in my own room is because, like, yeah, of course I want to see it. I don't care if I see it in a week or if I see it today. Yeah, but then I want to go on fucking NeoGaf and be like. Yo, I, I want to talk I about not, it. I was, it's the same idea. But I wasn't on Gaffathon. I'm saying I know, but like this, I'm saying for me that was not participatory. That was make yeah. Of course, I'm gonna look at the fucking whatever the thing is. Like I'm not even gonna tweet about it. Like I'm just here. There is a thing for me to watch about a thing that I'm curious about. Sure, I'll click it. I don't care. Were you about, always part of a community at that point? There are hundred percent things that I would see a leak of. Even now, like when shit leaks from San Diego Comic Con, I'm not talking to people about that shit. I but I'll watch those trailers because I'm curious about it. In the same way, that I'm curious about. Uh, the advertisement from the Super Bowl. Like I am just curious about pitches. I'm just curious in that sure. way. And so, so you're, you're right that there are things for which that is true for me. There are times when I'm like, wow, yeah, I want to talk about the cyberpunk trailer, obviously, or whatever, right? right? But when I am when I'm in a complete remove from content, I'm still the person who's like, I don't give a fuck about what the presentation is. I want to see the thing. And in fact, I part of the reason... Part of the reason the argument that has been made by a number of developers, which is like, let us show you this thing in the, in the, ver- in the way we want to for our sake. We're excited to show it to you as this big surprise on the stage where you had no idea it was coming, is that that doesn't affect me. Like, I'm not, at the end of the day, I'm going to move on from what that thing is, and it's not going to be in my life until the game releases or until there's another thing. And so many of the things I've been excited for over the years started with me seeing a a leaked video from a Comic-Con or from a journalist who caught someone on a on a subway with a computer open or seeing, whatever, right? Even just to so, be a seeing the Project Beast video right. before the official Bloodborne totally. trailer was like, fuck yes! What is this? What is going on? What the fuck is this totally. thing? So, the, and which isn't to say that I'm not sympathetic to developers who sure. are like, I have this grand vision for how it rolls well, out. And, and also, know, they, they but, are stuck in a version of how we roll out video games yes. that this is how it works, totally. right? We're not so, in like, the world in which video games get announced. We don't have like trade publications in which it's like, yo, here's Sony's upcoming lineup for the next five years. Here's mm-hmm. everything they're working on. Release dates may shift. Things may get right, canceled. Right. But this is generally like 
This right. is what we're doing for the next five years. And that's how Hollywood works. And it's like not like in a, a month at Comic-Con, Marvel is going to announce like the next three years of their movies. Yeah. Like, and none of it's like a, going to be a big shock. And some of it will get canceled and some of it will get moved. And some right. of it will get delayed and some of the, the leads on those projects will change. So like on some level, like I think leaks are important as part of a structural shift in the industry to get away from this concept that you build up to this one point where a poor web guy makes a mistake right. and then it gets like is that really his fault or is that the structure that this has been built upon is faulty and there's going to be a re it's target or it's walmart or like something is going to fuck this up like whereas like like fallout 4 was a great example like of course you were fucking making fallout 4 so for bethesda to be like upset that kotaku published a post yeah. that like Yo, we found some voice actor stuff and they're making Fallout 4. It's like, ah, oh, goddamn. No more. How could you blacklisted? The one of the biggest video games of all time is getting a sequel. God damn you, Kotaku. Like, <laughs> shit like that just makes me so angry because that is such a if we moved away from that, the like old-timey music with the trailer is still just as exciting when you know so it's what's coming. What's the old-timey music? Like the 60s, you know, the, the traditional Fallout trailer. Oh, like how they would have rolled you. out I thought Fallout you meant, specifically. You know, like all trailers have <laughs> old-timey ragtime piano music is playing. I was say, you can do all the same thing. And like, right. I'm not necessarily, right. as, as someone that avoids spoilers in general, but I also think like there are, that's not a, that a thing exists is not a spoiler. Right. Well, so here's the, the other half of this for me is, and this is what I said earlier, this is the Elden sign thing, is like for us where we do make content, Elder, Elden. Elden, Elden Ring. Elden Ring. Elden Ring. The Elder Sign <laughs> Elder, is, the Elder is a thing you do to keep Cthulhu from killing you. <laughs> um, I'm, You're officially I'm, getting tired. <laughs> yeah. Elden Ring. Is that what I would, <laughs> if someone were to spoil a game that I didn't want to have spoiled, I would simply not look at it. <laughs> And that's it. Like, and I don't, and I, which is to say that if you are one of those, those people who doesn't want to see those, those leaks. Right. Like, I get the idea that like you've seen the name of the thing does mean that you're not going to have that experience where like you're going to be watching the Xbox thing and it's going to say a George thing. R. And if, Yo, what, what is this? A hundred percent. I get that if that's where you are, don't go to Reset Era for that weekend. Like, right. Get the fuck out of here. The same way, like, if you don't want to know who wins the fight, don't turn on ESPN. You don't want to know who wins the game until you get home and watch the. Like, this has been a problem for us for a long time in the world. There are people who are invested in things, they don't want to know what happens. There should be a balance between, like, what you are doing to keep that information away from yourself. And for me, like, I, there are things we know that we don't publish. Like, that is, the other half of this that is like, put your money where your fucking mouth is, is there's shit we could have published that we've talked about today, a week ago, and didn't. Or like, yeah. we, did that, we did that prediction podcast, and three hours later, someone sent me everything from the Stadia shit. Someone sent us everything from the Destiny shit. Like, that stuff was ready. We, but we didn't do it, not because we care about spoilers, but because like, yeah, that news is going to happen. And like whatever plus we get in terms of like those hits. Well, everything's like a res responsibility. Is it worth it? Like, it you know, like there's, totally. there's so, all sorts of, you know, things that go into play and totally. publishing a story like that. Rob, as someone who is like, we have heard your position on spoiler culture. Is this like open and shut for you? Uh, I mean, I actually have some sympathy to the idea of, I think a lot about, E3 a couple years ago, yeah. where we were in that sort of den 
and there was some good trail. I don't remember what they were, but I remember like you two increasingly looking at each other during a good trailer and just doing the like, yo, yeah. And it is fun to have those moments. It's fun to share those. I understand that like people value that. Yeah. And it is cool when there's an aspect we're, we're kind of arch about it. Ah, it's gamer Christmas to an extent. It totally. kind of is. We say this all the time. We have yeah. fun here. I have a like. It is one a.m. almost in the West Coast, which means it's four a.m. on my natural schedule. I have so four much energy. Three. I could do anything right now. I go for a lap. You know what I mean? There's a big. There's an incline over there. I'm gonna go down it and run it up. Let's go. That incline game, is dangerous. Game or Christmas is a dangerous incline. Um, <laughs> but like you're right. Like it totally. There is that that feeling, and I do get excited. And I do yell. Um, so I am sympathetic, and I am. I am. I, I think part of it for me, it does come down to a lot of the conversations being about how this is this very important moment for the developers. And I want that to be about people getting paid. I want it to be about people like not burning out from overwork. Because if you care about development in that way, those things should have been priorities first. What part of the reason that the E3 debut is so important to developers, when I talk to developers about this, what they say is like, yo, <laughs> we've been working really fucking hard. The hours have been rough. In many cases, we've been sprinting for a while. In most cases, there has been some sort of E3 sprint, at least, where we're crunching for a build or a demo or a trailer. Showing that gives us the like motivation to keep pushing that we need because they have to be so secret. That's also like the just like all is tied in is like because everything has to be so tightly wound around like this one moment. Yes, where it's like blow the, as much as I love E three, blow the fuck out of E three and yes. just like start well, talking about happens, this stuff right. earlier because the idea that it's all wound up here that doesn't make any sense because it's bad for everybody. Everyone. There are so many weird knock on effects. And I just don't see why the world is worse if everyone knows that the Avengers game is going to be a, like an action RPG in the vein of Destiny or whatever, right? Two or three years ago. And that's out there. And then we know it's going to show up at some E3 or at some event. And that's okay. And that's it. We know it. And that's not going to... If that trailer's still good, we're all going to... It's going to get a pop. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like the t title plus logline right. does not spoil... Right. Yeah, the complexity I don't know. of video maybe I'm games. wrong though. Like maybe part of this is like I think about something like how hyped everyone was when the when Joker got added to Persona or to <laughs> Persona Five to uh, Smash. Yeah, it's like yo, this is a cool surprise. I do get that that is a, a maybe there's a category mistake happening here in which what we're doing is saying E3 content should or shouldn't be allowed to be spoiled or. Whereas really what's maybe happening here is the mm -hmm. valve has opened all the way on sport on like leaks. So many types of things are leaking, ranging from little cute surprises to trailers for the next game from the the Hellblade folks. Right. Uh, in, like, in, which, in which you're leaked. watching like someone's right. iPhone in front of a video that says confidential. <laughs> I am like the category mistake argument is interesting. I think maybe the one reason I do feel slightly differently about this is where I tend to get really frustrated with spoiler culture, part of it is just the way that it intrudes on the way people wish to participate in conversation about like art that already exists. Mm -hmm. uh, but also, again, like I do have this attitude that going in naive to what's going to happen does have its pleasures, but I fundamentally don't think 
it is the core of what like experiencing art is. Reveals are a different aesthetic. Right. It's a different. Yeah. It's a different yeah. thing. Yeah. It's all. It yeah, is yeah, a creative yeah. work, no. but it's a creative work that exists for that moment where like okay, and then there's going to be this music cue, right? And a pause, and it's driven and by fading on this. and the response. Yeah, right. And that moment exists. That entire thing exists for the the entire notion is that. People don't know what is coming. Think about the God of War trailer from like three or four yeah. years ago, where it's like it's a slow build up, and then like you hear the the chants, mm -hmm. and then he fucking steps out of the cabin, and it's like, I mean, you know, it didn't, I, it didn't do it for me, but for right. like a certain type of person, it was just like losing their, their shit, fucking right. hair out, and I was like, that it's, is a trailer that is, is built explicitly for you don't know what's coming. Mm -hmm. And even once you know it's coming, you're just sitting there going like, I know it's coming. I know it's coming. And like that, so like, I, like I'm, you know, that like Corey Barlog like specifically responded to like Jason Schreier in response to like a discussion of this. And like, I have a certain sympathy because like in that respect, it's like I, you're within the structure that does exist. The, you're doing something that is, it is for the, like people, it's well, for the fan. Like it is, it is not necessarily as crass as it could be. It is something you're like, you want to, the fans have been waiting for like I don't know it's, it's it, it, well, the thing that you're getting at really tightly is like we have done the work is not the game yet the right. work that we've worked is the on surprise. Is, this, is this moment of surprise is the thing and then we'll get to the game right and the truth is like you I just don't care that much about the surprise but I can't objectively say that those are the same thing you know what I mean that right. like and, and you know what's funny is like now I think about it part of the reason why I like the sorts of presentations I like part of the reason why I like the Luke and Matt thing from Bungie the other day worked for me was like these people just want to talk to me about just the thing the they're pretense. working there's no pretense they're not trying to give me the and there's, there's pretense but like I like them talking more than I like the Vidoc right because the Vidoc is all pretense it's all like you know the sort of like documentarian Mark. shit Mark Mark I said Matt Mark apologies you're right um, uh, there's just like two people excited to talk. That's the reason I like the PC Gamer Show every year. Because like there's a person here to talk about their game for 25 minutes to just talk about it. Like that's exciting to me because that gets my brain going in a way that the like the chanting and the build up and the, the reveal doesn't get me. Ah, the prestige. You know what I mean? Like, okay. Like, or it doesn't stick with me in the same way. Whereas sure. if I see something like, I think about when Mario Maker 1 debuted, I believe it was Mario Maker 1, there was footage of them like going through all the notebooks that Miyamoto had of um, like uh, like the original Mario levels, showing off like what it really was like to make Mario for the first time and doing that deep dive. Some of the stuff around like I think about something like Awada asks, you know, rest in peace to Awada, like that series of interviews that ran on Nintendo's website. Those are like my favorite types of promotional material and so it is easy for me to just shrug away the idea of the spoiler leak because that's also fun about this and like how you like enjoy like, like i'm someone that enjoys the art of the trailer like I, right, right i, I like sure. getting to a movie early right. this is less true these days as much as it was like before every trailer was on the internet like two days before a movie comes out but like i got so excited to sit down and watch like a good at like we just talked about godzilla, like godzilla right stuff, like right like yeah. like the 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 halo drop there is like the epitome of like fuck like a good trailer that just sells you on a vision of a thing and like i think that's the equivalent of like what people are looking for out of video game trailers even if most well, of them don't deliver and i that. think there's something else i think fundamental to video games is that we are just as a as as a media ecosystem as a fandom we are 
this is a medium that lives in anticipation. It oh, always has, yeah. all, and for the foreseeable future, always will. We're all waiting this for is, a savior. You know? Right. It is always Christmas Eve yeah. in gaming. Totally. That, it, that is what we live for. It's a sequel it is, driven. It's part of being yeah. a fan. Yeah. And, that's, and, and that's a big part of it. And so I think to a, you know, in a weird way, we prefer the infinite possibility uh, that the reveal presents to any reality oh, that's going to come. And I, that's what people like, get frustrated at being robbed of because it is never more exciting to hear that like a favorite game or favorite creator is creating something just for you. Because what and could be? in your head, it is just for you. And it's not a thing that's compromised and for right. other people. <laughs> right, and cynical. and like <laughs> Right, so I think like this is, the, this is, I think, my final takeaway on this the spoiler like discourse is that... One, we should think about these things in two different forms. Like the work itself is not, for me, as a subjective, you know, as, as a subject who's going to go play this game, is not spoil. Like spoilers very rarely fuck me up in terms of like, now I'm not going to like this thing. Um, but when I consider the possibility that, we're not the possibility, when I consider the fact that for many, the reveal is a work unto itself. I can understand why you feel so frustrated when you lose access to that thing. I don't think that novelty is required to like to, for something to work. Do you know what I mean? I think about something. But, like, but I just think there's, but, such a, but, there's like a fun like so. But like that's we, a different thing. That's a different thing. But it's also than the, so different with like a trailer. Like Kato and I talked yeah. about like this a lot when and Natalie and Kato and I did a big uh, you know spoiler uh, cast on on Endgame. Is like I avoided so much about the last right. Avengers movie because I wanted to experience the emotional catharsis in the film itself. But like I didn't have a problem with the. The, tr the the I avoided the trailers myself, mm -hmm. but like the experience, like the, the the existence of that film didn't like destroy the ability for me to experience the art itself. And I think that's right. where like some of the tension here is like where people are being like, well, "Yo, marketing is bullshit. Like, right. just go buy the game, like, and experience." Yeah. It. And I don't know, maybe because part of like games come out so much later than they're announced, right? Like that stuff's getting a little tighter, but it is still the case often that games are like two years away. So like your emotional catharsis with mm -hmm. a product is well this game is maybe coming out 18 months mm -hmm. from now so whatever you're going to get out of like the uh george r, r martin miyazaki game tomorrow like is that game fall 2020 i don't know who knows like but knows? so it's like whatever you're building up to right now is this moment until you actually play it. George Moore, R. Martin, and Miyazaki collaboration could mean fucking anything right now in my head. Dude, it's I, like, I, uh, I've been thinking about it for like a solid right. month and a half. <laughs> I'm so curious. I'm so curious. There's, this is reminding me of a thing that I heard recently. Uh, apparently, uh, the person who I heard it from says that it came from uh, Tassa Stevens uh, and John McGrath, but it's that you start playing a game the first time you hear about it. That like when you think about what play is, it's really the good. very broadest. I know it's fucking so good. The very broadest category, like not just I'm holding a controller, but like okay, playfulness, like the idea of just like I'm, I things are bouncing around in my head. I'm thinking about like even before I saw Titanfall or Respawn Star Wars game, I was playing around in my head with the idea of what does a Respawn Star Wars game look like, and like that's occupying my brain in some way. And so when I think about that as being like. There are three works. There's the game itself. There's like the build. And then there's this big, big, big thing of just like, I'm playing the game, Reggie 2015. Uh, I like 
I care most about that big one, which means I want to get into it as soon as I can. Right. I want details so that I can start playing it in my own fucking head with more And know what you're playing with. And know what I'm playing with. What I love, though, is that what's so revealing about this example is, yeah. you know, I think, like, for you, the first time you hear about Respawn Star Wars game mm-hmm. is some dude talking about it. But in this case, it's, uh, was it Zampella being thrown a question? <laughs> no, because that already, the, it had already been leaked. Right. They were going to do that. See, this is what I'm saying. It's like, yeah. all right, cool. It's but, uh, but I just, no, I have to think that moment where, where they're like. Last year uh, at EA Play. Do you remember yeah, this? Yes. Where they just like sort of buttonhole him in the crowd at EA Play and they're like so tell us about your Star Wars game he's like oh yeah shit's bad in the Star Wars universe at this point I guess <laughs> I guess uh, the Jedi yeah, yeah. I don't know Yikes. it's called Jedi Fallen Order you take yeah. it from that what you think um, we should talk about EA briefly because it's super late uh, Jedi Fallen Order is there? Did you see this at all? yeah I watched the the, the 15 minute gameplay yeah. demo I, I, read that. I, I like I want to imagine a more interesting game than the demo they yeah, that demo showed. That demo was not great. Um, um, the, the, from what I've heard about the hands-on impressions, I watched a uh, uh, a five-minute like sort of like reaction from like some IGN folks that actually went and played it, and they right. were, their their base their baseline reaction was like, "Why didn't they show this on stage?" Hmm. Um, so I don't know. Like I mean, you know, their pitch is what like Metroid plus Dark Souls, yeah, plus Star uh, Wars. You know, plus Star Wars, which is a really compelling pitch. It's a lot of things. I wish they like. pitched that game. And even you know, well, like some of the things the IGN guys were talking about in the demo they played was like a lot of like you go to a middle of an area, you pull up a map, and there's yeah. four different ways you could go. And it's like, wow, that's not at all what was shown in this like bland warehouse Linear feeling. Like, yeah. Uh, 15 minute uh, presentation which was like a couple of things looked okay yeah but I, I eh, you know I, I'm still hopeful I'm very I love Respawn Respawn hasn't made a game I haven't liked right. a lot and so like that helps me a lot in terms of being like I'll follow you down this fucking hellhole like let's do it um, I watched that trailer twice I watched it once at a coffee shop with bad internet and it was like one of those great like the emperor has no clothes moments because when you can't hear the swell of the music, I had the music, I did have the sound down a little bit. When I had, I had my phone on the right. like, internet, like like and, right before I was taking off, it's like hitching, and I'm like trying, to like no, there's three minutes left in this gameplay demo. Like, just keep, come on, like Please. I know we left off. I know I was supposed to put in airplane <laughs> mode, but like I'm just trying you to get to the You haven't turned on Wi-Fi yet. This is my job. I have to. If you want me to not turn it, put on Wi-Fi. We're not gonna crash. I've looked this up. It's fine. You should let me be able to keep. So. The with that in that first viewing, it was like none of the glitz of Star Wars was there for me. It was just kind of like yeah, it's a it's just like a grappling this hook. lightsaber at a bug. Yeah, I guess, I guess fire beetles. Um, but then having gone back and rewatched it with like the music and the timing and like Forrest Whitaker is in that trailer. Sure, why not? He was a great. He was like one of the best parts of Rogue One. He's that so. guy. He's that yeah, guy. I know. Yeah. Saw, saw uh, Guerrera. Um, and like sure, you know what. Fuck me up, fam. Let's go. <laughs> Give me Estes flasks, but they're back to tanks, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> it was like, help me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> just fucking just jabs you with, with something. With some green is that, Like in the lore, what's give me the give me the star? What is the Star Wars? It's um, back to it's back to fluid. Or there's another word for it, and I forget what the other one is. Luke is in it, and that one is basically a big back to tank. Back anyway, to tank, yeah. yeah. But I don't know. There's another word for no, another healing thing. There is. Oh well, there's the Jedi healing trance. No, that's but a totally different I know thing. Another, but another. Yeah, and then there was also a uh, Rill was I think a, a back to substitute uh, okay. that was sort of put out by Maybe the Twi'leks. That's what I was thinking. That of. might be what you're thinking of. What is that? Uh, that cho- what is that baby you're looking that's at? That's Mark Hamill. <laughs> 
in a Bacta tank. That's a baby. He's wearing a diaper. He is wearing it. No, that's a pod baby. That's a pod baby. That's a bridge baby. It's a bridge baby, yeah, from Death Stranding. Yeah, you're right. You know what? You're totally right. The stuff there that's like on paper cool is... If you were just if, if someone was to sit down on the playground yeah, and right. describe that demo to me, I'd be like, that sounds cool as shit. Yeah. yeah. But then when I watched it, I was like, wow, I hope this game is more colorful so, and more interesting yeah. than what they showed here. I think there's also a weird element of them being <laughs> that demo felt very Star Wars in some really beat by beat ways that I found frustrating. Right? It's uh, we gotta fight these other things. Uh-oh, it's a ranker. <laughs> and that's kind of how that demo felt yeah. is okay before you can deal with this fucking stormtroopers running this prison camp by the way there's wookies we definitely have to free them cuz where there's where there's imperials and wookies it's definitely like a slave labor <laughs> camp uh but then there's also just these increasingly ridiculous sides of just, oh no, the fire beetles or something like that. And then whoops, even though we're running like this factory, just these spiders just keep getting in. Oh yeah. I mean, we're the empire, dude, but geez, the fire beetles is, and the spiders. I swear to God, this actually, this is the, like it, Austin sort of pitched this to me and I actually, I keep thinking about it. Like, Give me the bad company two of Star Wars, where it's like you are like a just down on your luck Imperial regiment, just in the worst like frontier details, and it's just all this bullshit all the time. Where it's like, oh man, we got look, there's man, this Jedi coming. Uh, try and shoot him, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But, do you want to just yeah. run off into the woods? Look, I, no wanna, one is going to notice. Gonna, like, look, literally no one will notice. Let's just get out of here, honestly. Look, this place I've got just, some beer. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, the, uh, we were talking about the Rogue One stuff that has Darth yeah. Vader in it and how effective it is when Darth Vader... You've seen Rogue yeah, One. You've yeah. seen Rogue One. Yeah. Kinda. When, when Darth Vader like shows up towards the end of that movie... It's and fucking like, scary as Yo, shit. Yeah. oh, lightsabers are scary. People who don't use the Force are fucking terrified. Please, just like bring that into the game. And not in a way that... I. The bits of that that having watched it the second time worked for me were the moments when the stormtroopers were very much just like, at least we have the high ground. <laughs> like at least it's there's a Jedi coming. It's gonna be okay. Um, and that's that ends up being part of the thing is like when I see that stuff of being just like here are characters talking to each other, but also healing items are treated like Estus flasks. It's like oh, I see what you're doing. You're making, you're taking from all these little things that you like a lot and making it a very mass audience game. And we'll see if that, if there's enough of it there for me still. I think there's, there is a weird thing that happens with games like this as well, which is it all begins feeling like it is such an assembly, like it is spare parts from other games sort of slammed together that I yes. look at it and I'm like, what are you great at? Because I saw a bunch of things that, ah, you're sneaking around this Imperial base and figuring out how you're going to tackle this this obstacle. Okay, that could be cool, except it was all these really simple, like, do you want to go Route A or right. Route B? Do you want to... Okay, it's time you do some wall running. Where you wall run to? Actually, you don't really wall run anywhere. It's not actually an interesting. It's kind of on traversal. Yeah. You, so hall. now you're walking, running along a wall. Great. Uh, and now we're going to do the uncharted, like pan out. And you're in a sort of mantle along the wall. Yeah. And it's not. It's like not really platforming, but it reminds you of like platforming and like Prince of Persia type stuff. And yes. what fr like this is this isn't just Star Wars. This is mass games. But with Star Wars, I think this is especially frustrating is because. Star Wars games, when they were sort of at their height, 
sort of zoomed in on an aspect of the Star Wars experience. Well, Jedi Knight was like, like, it is lightsaber combat. Right. It doesn't do anything else particularly well, but it, damn, does it feel good to wield right. that lightsaber. X-Wing and TIE Fighter are like zeroed in on this particular experience, and not just the part of it that is about shooting stuff in a space fighter, but like understanding the place of your the whole ass keyboard and the whole ass keyboard right and like yeah. wow i'm in a ship i'm moving shields around i'm switching to my ion torpedoes i want to take down shields like not just as a dog fighting simulation but like oh wow or like i know the difference between the y-wing as a bomber and the x-wing as a, as a dog fighter you know or whatever right. right that stuff is totally embodies that and here it's like there's all these little bits and pieces and then the thing they showcase the most where i'm like okay here's what the game is the clearest vision i get is what looks like a pretty simple like mini boss fight against a stormtrooper that's like carrying a lightsaber. We're not calling it a lightsaber. Uh-huh. And I was looking at it and I'm like, oh, it's almost like a lightsaber duel, but it doesn't look. I couldn't get the sense that it was articulated well enough to be a convincing lightsaber mm. duel. And so I ended up looking at that game and I just see bits and pieces of experiences that are really familiar. Right. And now there's a Star Wars skin on it, and. I don't know that that well, does it for me. It's fucking wild because like three weeks ago we were like, give me Sekiro but with lightsabers. Well, but This game but, has a posture bar. This game has yeah. death blows in it. But, and that's the thing, but even in, the, like, so the, the the sequence you're talking about where you're going off, you know, against a, a you know, a, a sort of pseudo Jedi, um, it looked like there were sequences where like you're doing like a perfect dodge parry. or parry. Right. And totally. then like you're, but the game doesn't, or at least that demo wasn't communicating what was I, occurring. Like, coming to this after playing Sekiro, it's like, oh, my standards for that exact thing are so much fucking higher. And, mm-hmm. and maybe and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be optimistic totally. and that like the demo eliminates like the aesthetic stuff that makes that more clear. Because like for example, like there's the the sequence when uh, you, you you first encounter like the spider creatures, yeah. and then there's the cutscene one, and then he does what appears to be like a perfect parry, jumps up on him. Slip, you know, hits him in the back yeah. and gets the, the the one hit kill, and it's like, oh, if like that's what you're saying, like, oh, you if you're an average player, you can just hold block and like you're good. But like if you actually know what's going on and like you can do the parries and you're mm-hmm. gonna get like the the killer moves, like, okay, I can see that being a marrying of what Dark Souls is trying to accomplish with a game that is going for a mainstream Star Wars audience. Right. But damn, like that demo should have been pitched at. It should have been played in real time. With yeah. like someone that could explain like, well, here's actually what's happening. L one does you can play. hold L one yeah. and it's just gonna go deep, 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 deep. But if you like wait for it, smack it. Look at this well, cool like, shit I, you do. There's some of that stuff in the in the stormtrooper firing back their blast. But like, it's presume, impossible to know what is the player totally, doing. Totally, totally. Because I was like, if you're actually just walking around like force, 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 which is <laughs> that's the sound it, Jedi make. Force, force. Oh force, yeah, force. the Jedi yes. Pokemon uh, again, like traversing the environment. <laughs> it's like. Oh man, here's a whirling piece of machinery. However, will we? Oh, I guess we'll just do the like dead space thing where you like freeze the machinery in time and you just walk across it. Every video game ever, like right. that style of like, oh, there's a fan blade I have to get past. Let me slow down time. Yeah, I hate the robot. You don't like the robot from oh the little robot. You don't like okay, so that robot's name is BD, which there's a couple of jokes to make there. One is the robot in Titanfall Two is BT. Yeah, so you all just really did that again. Okay. The other one is it's really only one letter away from Big Dick Energy, <laughs> uh, and it has eyes and it has little legs. Its leg has a. It's a little decapitated Wally. It's like just. Maybe sometimes Wally has to get what Wally has to get. Like, I don't know. Listen, Wally, you got to go sometimes. Uh, No, it seems fine. It seems like... I'm curious to see more. I'm... uh, 
the general reaction to that demo seems to have been not great. Yeah. So I'm, my guess is that's going to show up at the Microsoft press conference. Yes. And I'm hoping that some of the stuff that like sounds like was in the hands-on stuff yeah. shows up there. Yeah. Um, but even like the end of the, that, tr uh, there was the gameplay presentation and then there was like, you know, you get your, uh, you know, splashy images from yeah. other parts. It's like, that's like all your show, like, right. none, like all this shit was boring as hell. And I was like, the parts were like, and here are the other parts of the game. No other environments. Like, One environment. Like, right. I was like, the, I, this trailer doesn't make any, this pitch doesn't make any sense to me. The Game Informer story is like, there's a, there's a lot of planets. You have a ship that can go back and forth between these planets whenever you want to because it's like, they're going to be like Where a Metroid game. Where is that game? game? Right. I don't know. Is it, maybe it's just the Microsoft Press. I hope it's, it's on Wednesday or whenever I'm going to go play that game. <laughs> like, oh yeah, here yeah. it is. We'll see. Right? Um, there's an Apex Legends season two stuff there. The biggest news is uh, the, the joyful gamer herself is a character in leaked already, or leaked already, and leaked from Waypoint and joined <laughs> up. Uh, there's a character named Watson. Her first name is Natalie. Watson, I guess, is like a nickname because she yeah. has a different last name. It's like yeah. Natalie Watson, and then a third like mm -hmm. last name. Um, that character seems cool. That character yeah. is like defensive, defensive, uh, like. RTS inspired, like putting down laser fences and putting up like pylons that can shoot down big explosive, like incoming explosives and stuff. All right. That's cool. That's cool. That stuff seems neat. Um, but like also, I still don't know if they did a good pitch on like what the Battle Pass season two is. If they did a good pitch on like what is the future of Apex Legends? What is like the next year of Apex Legends? Well, I think they've hinted at, and I guess I was surprised that they didn't touch on 83 was they said, oh, well, of course the map will change. Well, so they hinted, that... they hinted at it with the dragons at the end of their thing. Oh, okay. There's like a big part. video that's just like flight suits and a giant eyeball. And if you play Titanfall 1, I don't, maybe they show up in the campaign of Titanfall 2. I don't know. There's like dragons on some maps in Titanfall 1. Like weird pterodactyl type monsters. Okay. And they show, you know, there's dinosaurs and shit right. on that map in the distance. And so it's like, hey, if big dinosaurs, if like, if like NPC dinosaurs show up or dragons sure. or whatever, NPC dinosaurs, my new band. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, then like that's a neat way of changing part of the map, right? You know, right. they did say like you'll see some more stuff in Kings Canyon and blah 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 blah. But yeah, I don't know. And, you know, I like Apex a whole bunch, so I'm gonna play it. I mean, ultimately, more. like the fact that Anthem wasn't here, if Apex was sort of downplayed, and if if anything, this sort of just reveals that EA was like, well, this is well, Microsoft wants to have Star Wars, so I guess we'll put on a show yeah. and we'll find some things to fill it out. But yeah. really, what's gonna make more sense for EA as a company that is not beloved by anyone is actually to let your games exist on their own and not necessarily represent a corporate thing. Right. It's more just like, what's better for Apex is to go be Apex. What's better for, well, Star Wars can exist on its own, but what's better for Anthem <laughs> is, is to go be Anthem, right? Like if they brought out, like, let's talk about the Cataclysm, like, Boo! Right, you know what I mean. No so it's like excited about it. Well, right, that's but like, a shame. But like, I wanted more. Things. But also, like, the better way for them to communicate with the audience yes. that they have is to communicate with the audience that they have at that level, which is like, yo, actually, the game's kind of fucked up right now. We're gonna like, figure it out. We're, we're making like, steps. That's not yeah. like a really compelling like yes. pitch on stage. Is like, so our game did poorly <laughs> for the last six months. Have you checked out our roadmap? We deleted it. <laughs> um, we're not there yet. We'd love to be there. We're working on. What some is stuff. this game? 
No uh, one's quite sure. Yeah. Look at those guys over at Bungie. Took them a couple of years, right? right? Like, right. come on. And so I think it just reveals how much of a shitty facade EA to, play is. Well, and speaks to a thing with E3, right? Which is like, as we move into a world with games of service as being increasingly the norm for the, the style of big budget AAA games, even for those games that maybe don't traditionally fall into that format as like being a purely multiplayer experience or like being something, like I think about something we talked about like Final Fantasy XV having so much DLC over so long, but not necessarily. Those would not be fun announcements at a PlayStation press no, conference. No, totally. Like. But in, at, you know, at a live concert with Career Kingdom Hearts fans or in a weekly or a monthly update. Or in the Bungie thing, right? Like if they, if you literally just took what Bungie did. It would have been. And slotted that into a. The maybe, Xbox presser. It was like, this doesn't make any sense is not fun or exciting right. but it makes sense off on its own for the people that care about it and, and it want makes to watch it totally totally and well in that specific case and i think a lot of the games of services cases it sells we can't we're listening we really are here's us talking rocky camera because we couldn't have just put it on a fucking tripod <laughs> classic e3 <laughs> in my experience as people who don't know how to hold fucking cameras straight <laughs> One day we'll tell that story. Uh, <laughs> fuck, dude. Well, our first E3. Uh, uh, it was a good Phil Spencer interview. It was. People should go watch them on Waypoint Vice on YouTube. Um, is like you're able to dig deep into that stuff that that specific audience cares about. And so in the, in the, does the E3 model where you're doing the mass market pitch work? And we'll see at Ubisoft, right? Also, like, who is that mass market, right? Like, that, who, well, who is the audience at that point? Ubisoft is in a different position because Ubisoft right. makes games people are happy with, roughly. Like, I don't know if that's as true this year. Right. But and I their mean, mass market is fuck. They make, like, yeah, totally. games for but everyone. that's the weird blend that's been... Like, last year's was, like, they had that Siege segment that was, like, okay, I guess we're talking about Rainbow Six for the next... 20 minutes, 15 minutes. Not for me. Everyone take a nap. Everyone take a nap. They're doing, and then for honor, Eric Pope's for honor. Like, shout outs. <laughs> like, have fun. Like, the swords are cool, um, but it's not, uh, and that's not a judgment of those games. Those games have no, audiences. It's just, it doesn't they make sense to their do way it there. Right. And go so, let them have their own private. Hey, after the press conference, For Honor fans, tune in. We're going to talk about the balance changes and the new expansion coming to For I Honor. I guess. I guess. I think there's something to be said for the whole, like, behold the bounty. Like, yes, look at all these people who are excited about this thing you don't even, you didn't even know we had these fans, did you? Yeah. But they're out there and we're making awesome shit for it. You should probably think about getting in. No, totally. Sure. Totally. totally. But, but that's, but, but, that, but that's a come out and like, boom, like, let's move right. on as yeah. opposed to like, so now 15 minutes on. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, but, when I think about the the games I've gotten deep into, what I've wanted is 30 minutes that are deep into what right. that is. And I'm not happy by the, the 10 join minutes. Join us after the stream for like a deep dive. If this if this makes you interested, like come check yeah. us out. Like blah, 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 blah. Yeah. 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 Totally. I, yeah, I'm so curious about Ubisoft. Yeah. I've heard some things. I've heard some things. <laughs> I've heard some things. I've heard they... I've heard they will say some things on the stage, mm -hmm. and if they do, you will know the thing I'm talking about. Yep. Actually, maybe not. Maybe they'll say some more. I don't knows. know. There might be like 10 other things. <laughs> there, that could be in a row of things. It yes. could be a bunch of things. They've solved politics, or have they? We'll talk about that Damn. after the U. I think we will punt on the Ubisoft politics blog post. Because we'll wait to, for their press conference, which see. may put a lot of that stuff in context. Sure, will. or not, or not, or not, or not. Or like, we made a we made a blog post. You have any questions? Check out the fucking blog post, motherfucker. <laughs> Is there anything left? I guess EA also showed Battlefield. They talked about the 
Pacific stuff. They showed some new whatever. They they weren't trying to sell many Nazis, so that was an improvement over last week uh, for them. Um, what else? Uh, they showed FIFA. There's like street soccer now in FIFA, the new FIFA. And an interesting piece of news here is the FIFA on Switch. Did you see this? No. It's like legacy FIFA. It's it's FIFA 19. With They're just admitting dirt. like, all right, it's last year. Yeah, I guess. So. But like on the Switch, it's weird, right? Like they're moving that into the legacy mode already. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh. They're doing, so FIFA 20 on Switch is FIFA 19 with updated rosters. N- not the street soccer. Okay. Not any of the new shit. Well, not EA the same has, EA's had a bad uh, history with the Switch in that they announce things that also just never end up coming. So maybe mm-hmm. at this point it's just better to be honest about <laughs> the amount of effort they're going to put into the Switch versions That's of fair. their games. Um, Madden, no more. No more long shot? No more long shots. As far as I really? saw. Really? Oh, I didn't damn. see any long shot. I saw Face of the Franchise, to... yeah. which is like a classic, like, you play one carrot superstar style mode. Boo. You, yeah, I don't know. I want long shot. I wanted long. I didn't play the second one, so it's my fault. So I guess we all fucked <laughs> this up. Look, it's, it's possible he was too long a shot, and oh, like man. it never got to the hard knocks version of the game. That oh was my like, god! Which is Let we me play for. hard knocks. Yeah, but instead Matt it was like, license hard knocks. <laughs> damn, still just out there trying to make your dream come true. Yeah. Just out here, yeah. man. You're not a very good football player, but like. What else are you going to do? And maybe not a compelling pitch to you after two years in a row. Yeah. Give me the interactive uh, Cleveland Browns hard knocks from last year. Please. Um, they had The Sims. If you want to take The Sims to an island, you want to oh, do some swim well, around. I wanna... already would have thought they'd been to islands. In Sims 3, they had. Oh, and you okay. could go in a houseboat then. Oh, cool. You can't in this one. Oh. Uh, you mm. can swim. All you right. can have like a luau. I guess. Sure. A beach party. No sooner you arrived at your island, though, than John Barenthal shows up and murders everyone. <laughs> Crossover. That was that trailer somewhere recently. Or was it? Where they? That was the stadium. Post, great point. That was that yeah. Stadium. Yeah, yeah. That was a weird trailer. Like, here's the first game where Ubisoft's just like, I don't know. Here's the first gameplay Look, trailer, guy, sort of. This guy took over in arcology, and it's not looking good in there, folks. <laughs> you better get in there. Look, can you tell who the good guys and bad guys are? No? No? Maybe that's the point. Makes you think. Points at the temple. <laughs> See, we need cameras yeah. in here. We both did the same motion. Uh, <laughs> we'll work on that tomorrow. We'll yeah. figure out real cameras tomorrow and also real out. microphones. I mean, we're talking to real microphones. If you're like, I like, I, I like what I heard, but I only heard 70% of it because it was coming over an iPhone microphone. And I can only see Patrick occasionally. <laughs> Which is what the with the shot is. So this solo cup is getting star villain. <laughs> <laughs> um, then you can go to our podcast feed, uh, which you can find at waypointadvice.com, where we post all the stuff that we do. Uh, we have a home team kind of doing some some coverage in terms of editorial stuff. We're going to be doing a ton of stuff from the the show this week, nightly podcasts uh, plus some additional stuff if we can. We'll t- pull it together. Maybe, hopefully, maybe some streams. We'll see. We'll do some tests tomorrow. It'll be yeah. fun. It'll be yeah. fun. Yeah, I think it'll be fun once we figure out some stuff and get a USB. We're, we're gonna hub. we're gonna end this. We're gonna cut Kato's feet off. What? We're gonna have we'll to worry about them. No, we just need to really inspect those feet. See what's up. Okay. All right. We're gonna look at Kato's feet. I'm vetoing this. I. Me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Right I'm, now he's on point. 
so make sure to, to tune back in every night. We were going to be less Don't wear tired. your shoes. Don't I'm not wearing my shoes. We're not allowed to wear shoes in this house. Nope. So no, no you shoes. shouldn't either. Yeah. When you're listening to this, <laughs> take your fucking shoes off. Unless you're in Show public. some respect. If you're... Well, that, in the subway, well, no, yeah, if you, yeah, slowly. take them off. Send us some, fo- send us photos. No, to no, Advice. no, 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 Patrick, I got bad news. It's oh yeah, it's four thirty. That's all for us though. No, we're Central Standard Time, please. Oh right, hours. We don't have a social person who can just freely be our sin eater anymore. That's I not said, the world send we them to in. me. We don't have a social person at all anymore. It's a rotating list <laughs> cast of, of cast, an of, ensemble, an ensemble of people running all of the Vice socials at this point. They do a lot of work, and yeah. so good luck. Thank so you. don't send that to them. Send it to Do me. Because if you send it to them, questions will be asked that we are not prepared. <laughs> also, to I'm still logged in. I still do. I can see you the can things. still and delete them. Yeah, if they come in, Kato. Uh-huh. Don't send them to Kato. Send the feet. So Kato, here's your action list for tonight. Yeah. Uh, you need to produce this podcast. <laughs> no. Go to sleep. Go to you sleep. You need to produce this podcast. Go to sleep. You can start like. <laughs> you need to start like watching for those weird replies that Patrick just invited. Sleep some more. Also, need to sort out that entire streaming okay. situation. Okay. Sleep some more. Feet is the question new question theater. Uh, feet question mark? Thanks so much for tuning in, everyone. Feet. I would love feet. to see you all. Christmas feet. Tomorrow for our continuing E3 coverage. What do we got tomorrow? We're gonna open up what. some gifts tomorrow. Microsoft gifts. We're gonna know. We're gonna see Elden Ring tomorrow. Presumably. Are we ever gonna get it right? Shit. You've messed this Elden name up like, Ring. Okay, you got it. Is the name. So we'll have that to talk I'm about. I'm excited. I'm we'll, so excited. And we'll have Bethesda to talk about. Yep. Those both seem cool. Hell yeah. So until then, it's been great. Don't be don't forget to hang your stockings with care. And kiss Santa right on his lips. Or his feet. Whichever he prefers. And if you take those photos of you kissing Santa's feet, you send them to patrick.clubicadvice.com. I hate it. It's so late. I'm tired. I'm so tired. You can't stop me. We're gonna go to bed now, everyone. Are we? I almost asked Kyle to turn this off, but I can't <laughs> do that. Cause it's it your computer. Is my- it's not even it's my phone yeah <laughs> so thanks everybody it's been great I'm gonna put my glasses back on it's selfie mode I can't cause the audio gets bad whoa it is on selfie mode whoa <laughs> wait wh- when was it on selfie mode I only recently had it up the whole time <laughs> whoa but now it won't switch back to there's Rob there's Kato there's Patrick have a good night everybody And a Merry Gamer Christmas to all. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit 
yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Perfect. Good. Good. Most of these games will probably be mediocre and forgettable. <laughs> there's At always, best. But there's always E3 there's all, 2020. God, Wait, I, there might not be. Oh, no. Oh, no. Remember how excited you were for that Rage 2 trailer? Boy, that game fucking sucked. Let's get the Wayback Machine. I liked it because it was colorful. <laughs> it seemed like they might be really trying something different with Avalanche. That. Oh, wow. Oh my god. Oh shit. God, yeah. Uh-huh. All, All right. right. Here here to tell you about Rage 2 is our friend's metal band. <laughs> that was AWK, thank you very much. Our He's metal. my friend yeah. and yours. That's what he says on Twitter. He says we're all out to party hard. <laughs> wow. <laughs> What's the high ceilings? Oh, it's edit. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, that makes sense. And also all the it vegetables. Sounds <laughs> great. Also, you shouldn't go in there for a few minutes. Okay. Hey, anyone uh, got a good sense of smell? <laughs> Someone check something out out there. Wow. Jesus Christ. Full circle. This really is like a morning uh, zoo radio show. <laughs> Get really a fucking is. soundboard. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> out here. Uh, what else we got? Da-da-da. Austin, talking to your mic real quick. I'm oh, talking we, rumors. No, this is an hour. We, we went from <laughs> we're rumors. Elder, down. Saw, elder, elder, elder ring. ring uh, Rob, into That's your mic real quick. Yeah, what's up? Cthulhu. All right. Oh, was I too big? You were saying I was too big. Yeah, too You're big. Too big. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you can't do anything about that right now. <laughs> yeah, I can be... move down the table. <laughs> I can be like, look, I can go out there, have a quick fart. Like, just <laughs> let some of the gas out. Come, come sit in the background of the scene. <laughs> and uh, it'll just, I think it'll change everything up. Okay. So I was trying to sell Kato on a dolly zoom shot. Uh-huh. No. Yeah, just think about it. We can work on it tomorrow. We have to go live. We in need two to get a dolly. Can, what about a handheld shot? Like get, get, some, get someone in there with a. I'd love to have that. That looks better. All right. Tales of Arise. Symphonia. No. That's one of them. Vesperia. That's a different one. Disgaea. That's a different franchise. Oh, Tales, <laughs> Tales of. Tales of Disgaea. The Borderlands. Oh, right. Borderlands. That's what we're talking I think. What was the other uh, Apex? Movie? What was the one called? The the one from the Hellblade people? Oh, geez. Uh, I got reset error right here. <laughs> I was gonna say Anarchy Reigns, but that's just what it looks like. That is what it looks like. Uh, okay. Same test studio test again? Uh, Ninja Theory. Ninja Theory. I heard they got some theories about about what? Ninjutsu. Mm. Bleeding edge. There we go. Uh, updated. Oh, How are you gonna come? What are you gonna come up on? Christmas. Yeah, can you come up on? Because we want to talk about the game of Christmas. No. No, there was a better one. There was like one we like agreed upon. That was, was like that felt right for. That was playing us yeah, out, right? Yeah, it's this. This is Christmas. no. We're coming in on Game of Christmas. Coming in on Game of Christmas. And then what's? We'll sp- oh, uh, 
Triumph and Glory or whatever it was. Realms or of Realms of Glory. Was this, um, I don't know. No, uh, Herald Angels is outro. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So Christmas Tree Inn. Kyle, did you hear me? Which one's Christmas? Wait. Oh, I see it. I Christmas it. Tree Inn, Herald Angels Out. Right, 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 right. Okay. Uh, Let's unwrap so our brands tomorrow. <laughs> I can't wait. Which brand are you hoping for, Patrick? <laughs> Let me get some tweets ready here. We should put it on there anyway. Three yes. point radio. There are no rules. Okay. There are no rules, just right. Yeah. Top left, top left. Sure. Just save the Vice Games Twitter avatar and just blow that up and just make that. Why is this called Deck the Holes? It's Halls. H O L S. Why is. Is that the name of the song? No. It was a jazz version. Who's... Okay. I guess it's a jazz musician or Wait, some shit. Wait, is the track actually called Deck the Holes? H-O-L-S. H-O-L-S. Like halls, like holidays. Okay. Oh, okay. well. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, I know. <laughs> Things are getting weird at 11 o'clock. Non-litigious. Uh-huh. All right. Wait, what time is it? It's 11.06. Yeah, we're well behind. Oh, okay. Time. It's not 2.07 a.m. No. Well, but I mean, yes, it, it is. It is. That's what my computer's saying. So I was like, all right. So people are waking up on the East Coast, maybe. <laughs> uh, there's that. There's that. And then. Oh, that's not a good button to have stuck. <laughs> Boy. Max. Uh-huh. They get the job done. <laughs> I don't know what that's from. What is the bit I'm doing? Uh. That's uh, Hamilton. <laughs> immigrants, they get the job done. God damn. Oh, shit. Classic Austin. Oh, Austin. shit. Whoa. It's just a poll. Oh. What's that from? I've never seen it. I've never heard it. Built Ford Tough. Classic Justin McElroy bit. Okay. Are we ready? Yeah, fuck it, man. Let's go. Hit the button. We streaming. Is there just music playing right now? Title card. People hearing us? Uh, not anymore. They were for a second. Great. <laughs> Good. Uh-huh. <laughs> Kyle doesn't have to tell us those things. Like you could just let it go I and know. just be like, yeah, yeah, it's I, fine. I it's fixed funnier it. To, it's like, funnier to oh. own to the fuck ups, you know? <laughs> <laughs> We're still, they can still hear us, Kata. Can they? Almost certainly. No, 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 no. Why are you saying no? What do you mean no? Because it's, I fixed it. No, you didn't. What? Hi, everyone. How's it going? <laughs> well, <laughs> you give it one more shot, Kata? Is it say Waypoint Radio? Yeah. How are you hearing it? Say Are we live? Yeah, we're live. So just keep that in mind. Oh, okay, well, all right, well. This doesn't make any sense. I coughed weirdly into the mic there. I apologize for that. I was not directing my audio mm-hmm. in, the, in the right. This does make sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not Wirecast. Sound isn't linked like that. We're working things out, folks. This doesn't make any sense. This doesn't make any fucking sense. I'm going to help the situation real quick. It's the only way I know how. What about now? What does what does it sound now? What's the sound now?
Okay. Do, the do, file's over. Do, 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 do. <laughs> How is it still getting our audio? Nothing is showing. Oh, wait, is this... Hey, everybody. Welcome to... Welcome, welcome to Gamer. The music stopped. I wanted the music to be there. I'm sorry. Can I get the music, Kato? Did you fix Look, it? Jesus Christ, please. <laughs> <laughs> Turn it off. Do you have chat up? Are there yeah, people? Yeah, I got chat up. Okay, give us the, can, can we have the, 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 give us the song Give us the song. We want to introduce right, each I'll do the song. Gonna, yeah, I mean, this is how we're going to come in. I can add the song. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. We, look, people got a sneak preview. This is this is live preview. just for the fans. Yeah. Oh, it's thanks E3. for being. Thank you for being a backer. Thank you. Can you hear it? No. Why not? I can't hear it. Why not? Well, you don't have headphones on. Do you Check want us it. to put the? Okay, it's going to double through. Yeah, there it goes. Yeah, all right, sounds yeah. great. All right, ready? <laughs> One more round of Tannenbaum while to do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Audio is correctly routed. We mm-hmm. are recording for podcast purposes. Now to open OBS so we can have an image and sound heading to those people on the internet. They should be able to hear us now, I think. Yeah, they can, but what they can't hear is the song. I need to hear my game at Christmas. You know what? There you go. Uh, it's it's back, baby. <laughs> All right. In five, four, three. <laughs> Did it do it again? How? <laughs> I didn't do do shit. <laughs> it seems it sounds like it's working. Yeah, I can hear him. You can't see him. It's all black, black, Rob. What? Also, I sounded like a clown. What happened to my voice? Help me. That didn't come through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just this music. We could stream tomorrow. We could shoot tomorrow. Yeah. Wait, why is this not? Kato. Yeah, yeah, hold on, hold on. This is still recording, so this should still be going. Yeah. It's going. They can hear the music. Welcome to Hot Mike Saturday. Uh-huh. You know what I think it is? It is. I think it's the music. All right, we can kill the music. We're, We're going to kill the music now. I'm going to reset OBS. We'll do it tomorrow. We'll stream tomorrow, Okada. It is okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why is the music playing again? It's so funny. It's so funny. <laughs> Kill the music, music. She's the one that fucking said that we should stop <laughs> doing, doing it. What's good at her at, at? Can they hear me yet? Oh, can they not? No, no. Why did that break? <laughs> Put the music back up. Run right around. Check, 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 check. Okay, there we go. We are recording. Okay. Awesome. You know what's cool? We don't have to do a clap or anything. We're all here. Just like Smash Brothers. Everyone's here. (laughs) 
He said we don't have to clap. Patrick's dead. I just I saw a brief moment where Kato was dead inside, and uh, a brief brief. Ready? Yeah. A brief forty-five minutes. We're recording. We're good. Just make sure you're talking into your mics. Okay, so in OBS, you're, you have to yeah. switch scenes. Wait, scenes. wait. What's Where wrong? do you go live to? Are you on Waypoint? No, I'm not on Waypoint. I'm on Austin underscore Walker. He, he's got a Twitter. brand? Christ, okay. Do, do we, we even own the Waypoint Periscope? I have it. <laughs> on my phone. You're Look, all the way over there. We're in, I'm all we're the way in, over we're here. <laughs> we're here. We're here. The song I'll, is playing. I'll retweet oh, I'll re- it. I, yeah, I'll re- retweet it. Right, Everybody retweet it. We are streaming still. My phone is over there. <laughs> also, I don't have a data limit, if that's a worry. I'm on Wi-Fi. Okay. We're good. We're good. This is streaming, baby. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. Here's my, here's my quote tweet. Stream. What's good? That's internet. Here's my recommendation. <laughs> it is day negative two of E3 2019. Did we decide that's correct? We did. Okay. We did decide. Well, we did now. We did now. I'm going to put the phone down. Yeah, what was the plan here? <laughs> to start streaming at 10. And it is 11.30. Okay. 33. Kato is dying. Kato... <laughs> Happy Gamer Holidays, fam. You can't just put your phone down now. I gotta figure out where to put... I fucking hit end stream. <laughs> I'm just gonna go live again. I'm not gonna tweet it. That way, it just goes. There we go. Okay. Uh, how are we gonna? Okay. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do this. Oh my god. That's great. It's terrible, actually. Uh, yeah. Just, just, just put that right, in, right in my mug. Just look Wait, at me the whole stand. time. Use that mic stand that's not being used. Oh, good call. What do I do with it? Just kind of lean it against the, the, the bit. Lean it against the bit. Yeah, you know lean the it bit. Against the bit. This? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. This this pod's gonna be hell to edit. It's fine. The other way. I mean the other way. The vertical video ass. Okay, fine. <laughs> but that's not gonna what's this gonna show? What do you mean? Yeah, yeah, actually, what's the shot? There you go, that's a shot. Back <laughs> some. And then boom. That's a podcast. Boom. Should it be on the other side <laughs> so that I can see? Yeah, you know what? That's good. That's good. Because you can't see anyone in that shot. Perfect. <laughs> Three. Three. <One>. Two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> One.